Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first debate for the office of President of the United States 2016. Our debate, of course, is between Republican Donald Trump and Democrat Hillary Clinton. As per a coin toss, Donald Trump will begin our opening statements. Mr. Trump. Yes, uh, thank you. America is currently in the toilet, and uh, my opponent just wants to pull the lever and flush it. But I don't. No, I think America's worth saving, and that's what I intend to do. I'm going to make America great again. First of all, we're going to put a stop to the three M's. Mexicans, Muslims, and mosquitoes. I'm going to build a wall. It's going to be very tall. You're going to be so proud. And we're going to make America great again. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, thank you, Mr. Trump. And now, uh, Madam Secretary Hillary Clinton. Yes, thank you. Um, and, you know, when I think back to all the... <coughs> issues that I've dealt with over my 30 years in public service. I think it all boils down to And there you have it, opening statements for the presidential election debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, 2016. Oh, thank you. Now, live from the Night News Radio Studio, it's the Rob Saul Show. Please welcome South Jersey's favorite single dad and radio's most bitter divorcee, Rob Saul. Don't you forget, 
blah 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 blah. Hey baby. Hey, welcome to the Rob Saul Show. We are live here on the Ripped Radio Network and WMEX in Boston. I'm back to being me. Hey, hey, Rob. Yes, Rob. Don't quit your day job, honey. The uh, singing thing isn't going to work out for you. It's, uh, right I'm just now. doing some background. So okay. happy. Ha- happy. Rob, Rob, you, you really, you really need to listen to me. Um, please, please, I, I'm begging you. Uh, we're going to have to do an intervention here. I know. You uh, know, the funny thing is, is I did write this uh, uh, beautiful song. I wrote a beautiful song on the uh, on the piano, and um, I, I have such a horrible singing voice. I have, a, I have a good radio voice, but I have a horrible singing voice. But I mean, I I can fake it a little bit. But I mean, I've been playing people the song to to listen to it, but. You know, I have nobody to sing it, so when I play it on the on the piano, I have to sing it myself, which is which is horrible, and uh, and people actually enjoy it. I said, "Wow, this could probably be a big hit if like someone with some talent could sing it." Yeah. <laughs> anyway, welcome. It's, to- it's too it's too bad you don't know anybody that can sing. I know you want to sing it for me, Alan. You know, maybe after the Alan. show, Alan, if you're up, uh, I can play. Oh it for yeah. You. If I can, if I'm up. Yeah. Okay, try. <laughs> Why don't I? You fall asleep like an hour into the show. You're like, guys, I'm going to take off, and then I call her like right after the show, and I never hear from her again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a really hard time assimilating to the East Coast time, guys. You know, I'm an old lady. I go to bed at nine o'clock at night, West Coast time. So, uh, wow. Oh, wow, yeah. I know it's very sad. So maybe Sorry. Owen is still awake. I'll, I'll call her and I'll play her and, and, and sing her my song. And then uh, I will try. I will try to stay up to listen. All right, there you go. Anyway, um, hey, uh, a few things before we get started with today's show. Uh, we have Jake Pentland on the show. Jake Pentland has been on the show many times before. If you don't know who who Jake Pentland is, he is a um, radio host and he is uh, a producer. Um, he works in his mother's studio, who is uh, Roseanne Barr. Uh, he was on the reality show and produced that, uh, Roseanne's Nuts. Um, but I know Jake Pentland is a friend of mine. Um, we haven't talked in a while. I, you know, I feel like me and Jake aren't really friends anymore. We just kind of... Uh, uh-oh. You've drifted apart. We've drifted apart, yeah. But Aww. actually, you know, we, we've both been through a lot. Well, uh, you know, we you drifted- can always get back together again, you yes. too. Two lovies. It'll be so nice to talk to you guys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're both very bitter people now. Uh, now that Jake and you is, can and you can share the theme song. It yes. really applies to both of you now. So Jake, oh. I found out. You know, um, was um, is, is getting divorced or he is divorced. I know he's not. We're not. His... You're not going. You're not going to talk about that right now. You, you need to. Discuss, you need to talk to him. I know. We're not talk about that. Well, I'm that. just saying that I have something in I, common uh, with him now something in common with them but uh yeah actually when i uh, um when i uh was going through my separation and before i got my condo back and before i was doing radio again um i wrote this long drawn out article about uh um how things went down uh, just to get it out of me i wanted to get it published and everybody that i tried to get it published with said the story was too depressing and um uh you know it wasn't relevant that's, to what they nice. what they were doing, but um, I had Jake help me write it, and uh, when I was done writing it, I uh, sent it to his mom, Roseanne, and uh, 
she actually gave me positive feedback and said it was a, a very good article I wrote. And she actually, you know, uh, a feminist, which I was very proud of, a feminist took my side and said, you know, my wife was uh, bat crap crazy and that I needed to, uh, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, anyway, we'll talk to Jake a little later on. Hey, if you have, if you've been under a rock lately, um, the nominations for the Rippies are up, and you can now vote at rippedradionetwork.com slash the Rippies, or just go to robsall.com. There's a little link uh, down uh, under latest news, where, and you can click vote now. There's three categories we want you voting for. Uh, 2016 Show of the Year, the Rob Saul Show is nominated. Male Personality of the Year. Rob Saul from the Rob Saul Show is nominated. Myself. I hate talking in the third person. But, it's a little uh, bit psychotic. It is, it is. And then, of course, uh, 2016 uh, Best On-Air Voice, our very own Mr. Doug Nelson, is nominated. Uh, the Rippies are on December 8th. And uh, please help us with the fan vote. Vote every single day as much as you can. And uh, we would uh, uh, much appreciate it. Right, Alan? More, more than much appreciated. Mucho appreciated. Mucho, mucho, mucho appreciation. Mucho appreciation. Appreciado. Yes. Appreciado, I think. Yes. I, say that. I don't know. But uh, it sounds good. It's no. not right? It sure uh-huh. sounds good. <laughs> so quickly, if I could get into this before we go to break. Um, uh, Arm, who... Um, oh, God. We're really going there. We Let's are. go. Because I'm, I'm ready. Let's You're good. go. All right. Can we not curse, though, Ellen? Just uh, save Doug a little. <laughs> I know. I'm, uh, I'm going to do my best. Um Sorry. All right. So arm, it's going to be hard because we're talking arm about before, arm. arm. You know, I can't thank him enough. And, I, you know, I have a hard time, you know, as much as he annoys me to let him go because arm is the guy along with him and Reverend Bob Levy worked together to get me back on air and get me on radio. I had pretty much given up on life and uh, they both got me on the airwaves. So I want to start off by saying that, uh, you know, Bob Levy and, and arm, I do, uh, you know, I have a hard time saying anything bad about either of them because they they helped me out so much when I was in the in the gutter. But Arm, uh, Bob Levy doesn't bother me, but Arm, uh, you know, really tests my patience here. And he took, oh, what has he done now? Please tell us. Well, I mean, I gave him the password <laughs> just recently again to the uh, oh god, the, the, Bob, don't you know you should give nobody the password to your show account? <laughs> Have you not learned this uh, lesson? I, Am I not constantly a reminder of that mistake? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yes, Owen. Yeah, well, no, and I gave it to Arm, and Arm just gave it to everybody. Even Owen, and Owen wasn't even a host at the time; she was just a guest. And he was like, he was giving guests the password to the the Rob Soul yep. show account. Here. Yeah, he gave it to me at one point. <laughs> you had it too. Yeah. Oh man, I just, I, I, you know, I feel bad just, you know, cutting him off completely. But I gave it to him again just because I don't have time to sit and tweet all day or, so you know, I, I got so much going on. But I noticed, and you know, privately, Ellen and I talked, and I told her who I was going to vote for. And um, but on the show, I like to remain biased. I don't like to. Have you, a, mean, you mean unbiased? Yeah, unbiased. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. Unbiased. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. Yes. And, yes. and have no uh, political affiliation. Just because, uh, you know, and I am being honest, by the way. I'm not even lying and trying to be unbiased when I say I don't like either candidates. I don't, but I am going to end up voting for one of them, uh, which is the problem with this world. But I'm going to contribute to it. And I am going to vote for one of them. And I told Owen privately who I'm going to vote for. But I do not want the Rob Saul show uh to be known 
as a show that campaigns or lobbies for certain candidates. And as we know, uh, Arm is a huge uh, Hillary Clinton supporter, and he has taken to the Rob Saul Show account uh, yes. to post <laughs> nasty articles about Donald Trump, um, to uh, uh, post stuff about Hillary Clinton, you know – Whatever. I don't care about your political affiliation. The Rob Saul Show, we, we talk about politics, but we are completely unbiased, um, especially myself. And I think all three of us pretty much talk about how we're not crazy about either candidates. Any yeah. Other. And, you know, so I don't want it to be a show. Arm's the only one I know who is excited about a candidate. Yeah, he's the only one. Ex- uh, yeah, well, he's, he was excited about her before she announced her candidacy. Yeah. And I mean, even, <laughs> he's been pushing her that long. Even I mean, when that's the truth. I think, Rob, before we before yeah. we get too far off yeah. this, I think you ought to change the password on your show account. <laughs> you ought to keep it private. That's that's what I think the moral of this story is. I know. I just need some. I need people to help. Like Doug, you know. I, and I, I would give it to Doug. Doug is a guy I trust. He's got the password to my website to the uh, archives because Doug does a lot of work. But you know, I, I can't have Doug tweeting out all day. Like that's not Doug's thing. You know, going out and tweeting about stuff. Well, you, maybe you'll just have to, you know, a day or so before the show, make sure that you're, you know, getting on there once a day and tweeting once. That's all. It makes equipment to do once. Yeah. You know, and and you'll you'll get it you'll get it back. But I think that you know you could take back your power. Yeah. So now. Um, if you, if you don't know, Doug used to – not Doug. I'm sorry. Now I'm, I'm confusing people again. Um, Arm used to you be – You confused me with Arm. I know, so did the network. I love that when they first uh, put nominations, they nominated Arm from the Rob Saul show as best voice. Oh, my God. And, that was oh, terrible. And I said, I, said, I said, are you kidding me? Are you sure you didn't mean Doug Nelson? Because people call me and beg me to get him off the air. No one likes the sound of Arm's voice. How are you nominating him for best voice? And they, they apologized to me. They go, we're, we're sorry. We're sorry, Rob. We did mean Doug Nelson. And I knew they had to have meant Doug, Doug Nelson was best voice. That was so funny. I, I couldn't believe that. I'm like, really? So. Well, it's because when Arm calls, you yell about him so much. And they know Arm's name because we complain about him. Yes. So. You know, so there you go. So Arm, not, not happy tonight. We're not happy. Yeah, Arm, you can't use the Rob Saul show for your political campaign. Yeah. You can do it on your own Twitter account, of course. Do whatever and, you and want. And maybe, you know, because I always like to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, and I've been proven wrong <clears throat> infinite amount of times, but perhaps he just forgot which account he was signed into when he made some of those political remarks. I don't know. Um, anyway, and I'm going through the account now. If we, if, if we don't, okay, uh, never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm just re- I'm distracted because I'm just trying to be nice. Before uh, before Arm, uh, you know, and and Bob Levy brought me back to radio. Arm was doing work for the Jake Pentland show. Our guest tonight, um, he had a lot of problems over there, especially with their uh, co-hosts. And you know, now it's well, all- that's because he posted and said some stuff. He did, yes, that and he does. That was terrible, and, and he. It was wrong. And he shouldn't have done it. He did. He and, did. And I, I don't condone that at all. But mm. I'm, now I'm reading and it's like since he, Arm hasn't been on Twitter in a, in a couple weeks. It's been me and Brian pretty wow. much doing everything. But now that right. J, Jake's on the show, 
arm can't control Arms himself. All over it. He, oh my can't God, he control can't control himself. himself. And it's like a wet dream. And he was just cr- it's crazy. And he kind of was building himself up till everybody realized that it was him tweeting from the Rob Saul show account. And I'm, I mean, what what is wrong with you? Like, what what are you doing? I don't need all this stress, arm. I don't need it. <laughs> all right, can we stop talking about him because we're wasting valuable time? I am. <laughs> Are you wasting my I mean, time? Really, my time. It, it what is about my time? Doesn't get on the show, even when he's not here. What about my time? I don't know. Oh my God, Rob, you're getting so mad. I know. <laughs> what about my time? I, uh, I, 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 I just don't understand it, and I don't. And and you know, um, you know, and and Jen. Like, like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. Like Jen. <laughs> Jen tweets me, have to block you again. Let me know when you exercise that demon, Robbie boy. Yeah, listen, <laughs> you know, listen, I, I don't. You I, know what? I don't you know, know why I love Jen? Can yeah. I be honest? Yeah. Here's why I love Jen. She says what she's thinking. And, and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. If she, this is the way she is. Well, she, I mean, she put, but she also put it with a meme saying, "You're sketchy." Bye, Felicia. I'm not sketchy. I, I, I never denied. Um, I did get rid of arm. I, I did let him help out again as of recently. I'm not being sketchy, and I never went in and said, "I never said, hey, uh, arm is no longer a part of the show anymore. We are done. I'm booking Jake on, and you know, arm has nothing to do with it." If I knew, no, that, but I've said when when she's asked me, yeah. I've said rightfully he wasn't really doing anything and that was true and, yeah, and that, that is really true. is true until you announced that jake is going to be on the show and now all of a sudden you know i mean he's had the password for a while i mean i just had him help uh, uh you know build followers and and kind of keep on the uh twitter thing but i mean uh, i don't know i uh, listen i'm not trying to uh ruffle anybody's feathers tonight i just i'm just trying to do a, a simple radio show <laughs> so, a simple. I tried to radio. change the subject at least three times already, and uh, you guys just kept going back to it. So don't blame me. All right. <laughs> trying to do a simple radio show, Owen. <laughs> a simple. I know. I know. Simple, don't cry. It's okay. Uh, uh, I just don't know what to do, but uh, I don't know. I mean, we have so many great people involved with the show, and so many people, uh, you know. And listen, mm-hmm. and listen. Without without arm, we wouldn't have had Pia Zadora. Pia Zadora. That's, that's true. And we all know the value of that. Rob, I just got off the phone with Pia. She may call in. She's had a few Piatinis. (laughs) (laughs) But she may call in. She wants to talk to Portfoot, and she's very interested in the Yum Yum story. Oh, God. That's perfect. That was really, really good. That was good. Oh man, uh, Jake Pentland is a uh, is one of my favorite people to talk to. I haven't talked to him in a in a while on air. Well, we when we first went to WMEX, uh, I, in fact, I don't think no Doug didn't do it with me when we first did uh, WMEX. We did it pre recorded. We didn't do it live like this show, but I I did a pre recorded interview like the first or second week we went to WMEX with Jake Pentland, and that's the uh, the last time I talked to him. And I'm I'm very, I'm looking forward to it because uh, Jake and I have always had a a great rapport. Rapport. I I I think it'll be very nice. Yeah. I can't wait for all of us all to talk together. I'll talk. I'll talk. And arm and arm is texting us all. Just so you know. Is it? Yeah. Uh, okay. What's what's arm saying? <laughs> Somebody give it to me on in the air. 
He's just having a great time. Oh, he's, he's enjoying listening to this. I know. He loves it. He's which said, I think is hysterically funny. He's, uh, he said LMAO uh, with three smiley faces. And then the second message was, ah, ha, 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 ha. Oh, boy. He loves it. There you go. There, there's... <laughs> What an a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what time are we at? Are we tired? <laughs> oh, man. That's arm, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, uh, listen, before I, I do want to remind everybody, please vote, 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 vote. Voting is never more important, and I'm not talking about between these two crazy candidates, uh, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. I'm talking about for the Rippies, 2016, December 8th at the Paper Box in Brooklyn, New York. yes. The Rob Saul Show, nominated in three categories. Best Voice, Doug Nelson. Best Male Personality, Rob Saul. And Show of the Year, The Rob Saul Show, which is the one I want to win. I want to take it home. Vote every day. Go to robsaul.com. Find out more information how to vote. And you've been voting every day, correct, Ellen? Uh, you know I have. Doug Nelson, have you been voting every day? Yes, yes. For yourself? Yeah. Oh, you mean you mean, you mean- Oh, I'm supposed to vote for you, too. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. I figured Doug was only going on there voting for oh, himself. Yeah. Sorry That's just the way. about that. Oh, I, and, and I qu- forgot your name. I... And quickly, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard the latest Mr. Nelson podcast, uh, Doug's yes. very own podcast on RadioMisfits.com, but your very own uh, Mr. Rob Saw was the featured guest on uh, on the Mr. Nelson podcast, and that's available right now on RadioMisfits.com. Have you heard it yet, Owen? No, I had no idea. We were the last person to be told. Wow. wow. Hello. I didn't know you were out of the loop. I feel, I feel, like, hang, I feel like hanging up on you right now. Wow. <laughs> I, I retweeted oh about God. it. I, I, I retweeted. No. I, I, uh, I, I favorited it. Uh, you know, I'm, you've got to make it more obvious than that for me. You know I'm under extreme duress. I know. Come on. I'm, I apologize. Oh, it's, yeah, I apologize. Give me a little bit of credit here. Well, go to radiomisfits.com, Owen, and, and look for the okay. Mr. Nielsen podcast, and you will find out that his latest podcast features your very own humble host, Mr. Rob Saul. <laughs> I, I will go and, and listen. Anyway, when we come back, Jake Pentland. He is um, the host of the former Jake Pentland show. He is now the host of the Ann and Frank show. Uh, oh, he is? I uh, had no idea. Yeah, well, apparently. I don't, I don't know anything about that. He may be. I don't know. He's he, He's been oh. promoting it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I, 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 I'm, no, I'm no good. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Rob Saul Show. Mr. Jake Pentland, when we return, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Well, Bob's got to go powder his nose, but stick around. We'll be right back with some more. Rob Saul Show. Say, why don't you tune in to the Rob Saul Show? Because a lonely, over-medicated woman, an angry Scotsman, and an ex-porn star learning to be a comedian can't be wrong. Yes, they all say the Rob Saul Show is the gets me out. It's Mr. Nelson. Some of you might have noticed that these films I have over at my little store are all pure crap. And that's the idea. That's why I brutalize them with my savage commentary and nasty sound effects. But you're in luck. I found a film that's actually quite good. 
In fact, it's a horror classic. I'm talking about Night of the Living Dead. Don't ask me, for some reason it just was not copyright protected, and so it fell into public domain, which leaves it open to assholes like me to just dump all over it. I shouldn't, but I can't help myself. Anyway, Night of the Living Dead is about some people who spend the night in some old farmhouse when suddenly some undead cannibals show up to crash the party. Warning, due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. So what are you waiting for? Head over to selfie.com slash Nelson. That's S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. There you'll find all the films that I've graced with my smart-ass commentary. So again, head over to selfie.com slash Nelson. Miss me? <laughs> yes, you did. Well, relax, because guess what? Here's the Rob Saul Show, right back at you. I love that song. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, if uh, we we're talking uh, during the first segment about how I surround myself with crazy people, if there's anybody that surrounds himself with more crazy people than me, it's our next guest. He grew up in a crazy family like myself. He, uh, you know, grew up with a love for radio like myself, and he is, uh, gosh, just one of uh, the greatest uh, fellows I kn- I know. But I-, I haven't talked to him in a while, and, I- and I'm I'm looking forward to speaking with him today. Uh, his uh, c- can we talk about your show? I mean, are, are we open about the show, uh, Jake? Yeah, and we are I'm out okay. of the closet. Okay, we're, he's out of the closet. So uh, Jake and I are now uh, breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Jake, Jake and I are Jake and I are both uh, bitter divorcees, and now we're a couple, and we're out of the closet. Just yes, so you all know, congratulations. We're announcing boys. it tonight. I, yes. su- I suspected something was up. Uh, uh, Jake did the Jake Pentland show, which was a, a show that I loved and I listened to. And back when we did the Rob and Trav show, uh, we kind of. Uh, uh, married the shows together and we would always uh, promote each other and we kind of drifted apart and now uh you know at the time uh they're back together <laughs> yes at the time i was pretending to be happily married at the same time jake was pretending to be happily married and uh here we are today <laughs> the rob and trav show is dead well, this is taking a strange turn right the, off to the, the rob and trav show is dead the jake pentland show is uh dead now we have the rob and trav show or excuse me the rob saul show and the ann and frank show um the ann and frank show airs every tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Go to uh, Ann, what is it, AnnandFrank.com? The AnnandFrankShow.com. The and you can listen to Jake. And it was uh, mainly Jake. The uh, Jake Pentland Show is be- ended because Jake Pentland, uh, you are an employee of your mother's, and uh, your mother just couldn't stand to listen to you babble under the name that <laughs> is her son, right? Yeah, well, it wasn't the babbling. Yeah, necessarily, because I think everyone's used to me. Babbling. It was the content of the babbling. Yeah, I, yeah I would, it was I would my say. politics, and then I really think it was my need to like poke at mentally ill people until they tried to murder me. That scared her. <laughs> when I started getting threatened, I think she kind of became protective. At least yeah. that's so. That's the Roseanne, how does she look at the Anne and Frank show? Because that was really done to piss her off, right? 
No, it was not the piss. So what happened was, so I had to quit the Jake Pentland show or lose my job and house and livelihood and family. And it was a, a podcast that, even though we had a lot of listeners, as far as a podcast goes, I wasn't making any money on it. Yes. So it was kind of a no-brainer. Um, but I loved doing it. And, you know, I'm so close to to the people that listen to my show when we have a cult and we're friends and we talk all day and I just didn't want to give it up so I decided to go into hiding. I figured I could still do the show and just not tell anyone but the 10 most loyal people and we, we picked them. Yes. Uh, Ann and I. And well, that's, we a, that's we, a brilliant marketing move to make sure that only 10 right. people are aware of the show. <laughs> yeah, I, but I didn't, and how, I didn't do it how did that work out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I knew that I was going to take a substantial hit in the numbers and I did, but none of that, you know, I just like doing it and I want to get better so that wasn't the thing, but we thought it would be funny since we were in hiding Yes. to oh, make our names Frank and Ann. When I was Frank Dufresne and she, and, yeah. and you know, and then we called it the Ann and Frank show. And we just thought it was funny. We had no thing to upset my mother who's Jewish or to upset <laughs> any Jewish people. But if you know me, you know, if I, if I have a shot to, to upset people, I'm going to do it because I'm immature. And that's all. But what's funny is, you know, my, my crazy gay psychotic um, stalker, Brody. Yeah. Um, who's hopefully he's killed himself by now. I still pray. What? He, he found out about the Ann now, and Frank show because um, I went on the Bunny Fufu show. Yeah. And he heard my voice and he was so upset that we didn't he wasn't one of the ten people um Uh-oh. that we told. So he emailed my mother <laughs> I don't know how he got it and told her that we called it the Anne Frank show. Uh, yeah, well, well your mother gave her me her Hitler. email address. She just gives it out uh willy nilly. Yeah, <laughs> but, but Jake, there there's one other element about the Anne and Frank show that makes made people think about the connection to Judaism. And it was the location that oh, the attic. show was broadcast. Oh, it's live from the basement, right? Or it's not live from the, the attic. attic, excuse me. Live from the, the attic. attic. Yeah. 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 We had a picture Jeez. of an attic at Dusty Attic. <laughs> Dusty Attic. <laughs> now, I thought it was fun. Now, Looking back, it probably wasn't. Now, you bad. just said now, – now, by the way, I want to go back uh, – Gosh, years now, and uh, to when we, you and I first started podcasting, your sister to this day still has me blocked because I said that this this kid Brody was annoying, and that I wish he would just get off the internet. And she said I was bullying a young kid, and she still has me blocked to this day for that. And, and now you're you're wishing uh, that he kills himself. Is, is your sister uh, not speaking to well, you? That's not that's not all you said, Rob. Well, yeah, well, you, one, after my, you insulted my sister. You said, "What did you say?" I can't remember. I don't horrible. know. Well, I mean, uh, you probably said something horrible. It wasn't that horrible. You said, like you wanted her kid to die or something. I can't remember what was it. That wasn't your Wrong. sister. That's when your co-host was pregnant. Stop. It. Yeah. Well, no. she said my kids. Well, I mean, uh, in all fairness, and, and I love Jen. Me and Jen get along well. And it was not your not your sister, uh, but your co-host Jen. Um, no. uh, the reason I said that when she was pregnant is because she said my child was retarded. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was a you know. We're a fun bunch, aren't we? Yeah, I know. We're, we are. We're not, and you know, and you know what I loved was stepping right into the middle of it, having yeah. no idea. <laughs> how completely messed up all of you are. Um, yeah. yeah. But I, but no, your sister, I just kind of like uh, – your sister, what she did is she blocked me and said I was horrible for talking that way to a, a, a kid, which was Brody yeah. at the time. And then I went on air and just kind of like – vented and, and, and ranted about your sister for like the next three weeks. <laughs> yeah, you get all upset 
upset and you go crazy. I can't understand why she's still blocking you, Rob. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> still well, blocking. Here's the thing. Just, just like, I just want to make this really clear. Yeah. I don't think it's mean to say that I want him to kill himself. But it's, really uh, yeah. I know, that's now, the now, 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 I just want to know what your sister would think of that. How, how would your sister respond to that if she heard that right now? I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I never really worry about what people think of what I say. I just think about, you know, what's right and just and merciful. Yeah. And him not being on this planet anymore would, would be the best thing for him and for all oh, of us. Wow. And I mean that. But people get so uncomfortable when you talk about suicide. I'm talking to suicidal people every day, and I usually, for the most part, Tell them, you know, if you're going to do it, do it. I don't know why people are so freaked out about it. I really don't. I'm not even trying to be funny. Yeah. Well, why are people so freaked out about it? I don't know. Listen, why, I, I don't Listen, I, I can't say. I don't know how you get away with this. I say I'm, I'm the enemy. I'm, I'm public enemy number one. You, you say it. It's, it's lovable. That I'm a good person. You, you know. You know what? It, I think. Uh, I think your co-host said it best, Jen. She said, "Listen, you just don't have the charm of of Jake Pentland, so you can't well, say stuff true. like that." Yeah. Very few people have the charm that I have. Yeah. <laughs> the, charming, a, the charming way to convince people to kill themselves and still, still seem like well, a good person. That's the other thing. The selfish part of it is it would be cool to talk someone into killing themselves because, like, talk about a notch on your belt. You know oh, I mean? boy. Now, it wouldn't wow. be a like, notch on your belt. Oh, you have a podcast? God. It'd be like, yeah, I have a podcast and I made someone kill themselves. You should listen. Promotion. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I so, mean, okay, here's oh, an idea. Okay. No, 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 no. I tried to get. I'm sorry, what? Go ahead, Doug. Here's an idea. If the Ann and Frank title becomes too much of a problem, then you can change it to the suicide hotline and uh, advise people to actually go through with it. Yeah, sway sway them the other way. The the idea should be either they work on their issues or they just kill themselves. It should never be this like – the thing I have a problem with it is that everybody sort of stays in the middle like, oh – You'll pull through, and it's always about just not having them kill themselves, as if that's the end-all goal. But the goal should be, hey, don't just not kill yourself. Go get help. You know, have a better life. And if you don't have the courage or ability to do that, then why would you be here being miserable? Let's just kill yourself. Yeah. I don't understand why it's better to save a life and make someone miserable for the next 60 years when you can just, you know. So, Jake, I do have a bone to pick with you. Okay. Okay. Why does everyone think it's crazy? I don't get it. You know, and that was just so uplifting. I'm so glad we changed the subject. Let me me just. I said to fix your life. Yeah. Let me speaking of fixing your life. Let me talk to Jake because the last time Jake and I had a person had a personal conversation, it was at the. the deterioration, the deterioration of my marriage and my show, and Jake helped me write uh, an article. Do um, you remember that, Jake? Uh, yes. Uh, we 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 wrote something together about uh, the you know the end of uh, my marriage and all that. Yeah, I do. And and uh, you know, I sent it to your mom. Your mom loved it. I mean, it, I felt like uh, you know, felt like we were close. I felt like we were bros. And and then I find out through you know second third hand that your marriage is done. You, you yeah. can't, you can't, you can't like send me a message. You can't connect with me. You can't relate to me. What is wrong with you? <laughs> well, for one thing, I'm, I'm <laughs> even though I go on air and talk about my genitals yes. and, and sexual dysfunction and farts and all that, yes. I'm actually a very private person when it comes to yeah. my life. So I didn't really tell a lot of people. In fact, um, we separated the day before the Super Bowl would have been back in, what, February something? I don't know. I don't watch sports. Who cares? Yes, and people are only finding out about it recently. I just, I didn't want to tell people. I was kind of 
you know, dealing with it. Yeah. It wasn't easy. What I mean, what happened? She wasn't sleeping with your cousin, was she? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's just me. That's just me. That's just me. No, no there was no, uh, none of that. <laughs> there was no hanky-panky. <laughs> it's funny, I was having lunch with my stepmother today talking about her uh, vaginal mesh. Over lunch, whole okay. And she asked me the same question, and I didn't know how, the only way I can explain it is that, um, and it sounds like BS, but it's true, you just, sometimes you just grow apart, like you just grow different paths together there was, we get a lot we're why can't why can't why couldn't that happen to me every relationship i'm in i hear these people like oh we just grew apart we have a, a, a you know a, a, a great you know we separate we just decided this was the time we fell out of love yeah like I, w- w- that why can't i why can't that happen to me i mean well, I, I i asked jake to part before you before the before that before nonsense happened because you have to notice it when it happens and you and and, and you and your uh your are you divorced now or are you are just separated uh, I'm not officially divorced. Okay, so so you and your you and your wife now share uh, a joint custody of a dog you got together. <laughs> yep, that oh, is boy. correct. So, <laughs> I, I asked Jake to call in. I asked to call in a couple of weeks ago. He says I can't. Uh, I'm dropping the dog off <laughs> with my wife. I said I'm so gay. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I don't think it's ridiculous. First of all, I love my dog. We got the dog when we were married, and that is our surrogate child because we didn't have a child. Yeah. Well, so, you, you know, you know what? I mean, you know, I, I have to cop to. Can I just tell them that I'm one of the ten people that you guys picked because I feel so special? Oh wow! That um, one's, uh, one's the top ten. Now, yes. <laughs> we tell you all the time that once you get a girlfriend, that relationship with Shuttling that dog back and forth is going to change. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, I you're, know, you're not going to be able to keep this oh, up forever. Oh no, no. Well, you no, know no, what no. they that say. That dog will all... become hers. You know yep, what they say. It's always again. It's always hardest on the kids. So <laughs> that dog, that dog's probably going to need some help, maybe some therapy. You know, because uh, <laughs> adjusting to this new uh, situation is going to be hard. Yeah. yeah, I think she likes it because she gets you know half the week at this apartment that's full of dogs so she's got like new friends is that, and that, and now your wife you, that's the house your... she's got you know me and yeah. my cats so she's got a very fulfilled life yeah. first of all yeah. oh and to answer your question or your to reply to your statement shall i say is that anybody that i'm gonna date or am dating which again i'm private yes. so i wouldn't admit to it would be completely aware and comfortable with the situation before yes. it progressed Yes. Before of we uh, before we get yeah. too serious, um, I do have, have to, to let you know that I I am going through a divorce, and we do share joint custody of what's the dog's name, uh, Jake? Let me get into this. Uh, Tallulah. Tallulah. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. We do have a, a a a child of wedlock, Tallulah. And what kind of dog is Tallulah, uh, Jake? She's a sheepu. A sheepu. Our sheepu Tallulah. Me and my future ex-wife. <laughs> we. She is number one. So we can't be together unless you understand Tallulah <laughs> will always be number one, and we don't want her to feel like a child of divorce. Exactly. And I'm not going to introduce girls to Tallulah until it's serious because I don't want to confuse her. And like when I, when I got I think a, I think you think the dog is a lot smarter than she is, but, you know, <laughs> whatever you need to do, it's okay. Well, the other good thing about it is that, you know, girls like when a guy has a dog. 
Although I have to say, not when he shares it with his ex-wife. As attractive as like a golden retriever <laughs> or a pit bull. She's still a chick magnet, right? That's yeah. the whole thing. Well, it's usually so far it's been like sixty or seventy year old women because I look like a homosexual. Woman. Yeah. <laughs> Plus her name's Tallulah, so when she runs away, I'm like Tallulah, come here. Tallulah. <laughs> Tallulah. <laughs> it sounds so manly. I know, right? But um, <laughs> I have the dog, you know, three four days a week, and then I can walk out and try and hit on girls with it. Mm. And then if I did meet a girl, then I could just ship it back to to her mother, mm. and then bone away. <laughs> Wow! So I think right. that that's the convenience right. of a single life. Now, are you going to go? Are you going to go my route, Jake? Uh, next, or are you going to go with a younger uh, African American woman? Or oh man, I would love that. I know it wouldn't. It would be great. Yeah, role playing would be so cool. <laughs> role playing. <laughs> I, I talked about it on the air before. There was a lot of crazy role playing between uh, me and uh, Alicia. What do you guys do? Well, I mean, there were some spankings. There's a couple times. I felt a little uncomfortable with this, Jake. Uh, just between me and you, this is off the record, and uh, hopefully nobody on air listens to yes, this. Yes, off the record. Off the Broadcasting record. Broadcasting live. <laughs> yes, yes. But, but, but sometimes, yeah, we'll, we'll bleep it out later. But, Make sometimes, a note, but sometimes when we were making love, she would call me master. That's wow. awesome. oh, <laughs> that you liar. You are a liar. No, she did. I swear to God, I talked about this on air. I said, you know, I think she was, I don't think she meant it in that way, but at, at the time I was like, wow, this is weird. I feel uncomfortable with so this. Hot. You know what's well, really hot is for her to say, hands up, don't shoot. When you <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, you know, Rob, when she called you, ma- when she called you master, you needed to respond to her in a foghorn leghorn uh, accent. You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> I say, so I say. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. man, I'm so jealous. Yeah. No, I, I haven't ever um, been lucky with the African American ladies. I never have either, and that's what they said. And now, people to this day, I, I, at my other job, I have people that used to work with her, and they go, "Oh, I, I didn't know Alicia liked white guys." I'm like, she doesn't. Yeah. I just got lucky. That's right. <laughs> you know what's weird too, and I was going to talk about this. I was at the bar today. Uh, every every Monday before a show, I work and I go to the pub across the street and I get a uh, a sandwich and uh, a beer before I go on air. And I noticed, I said, "Wow!" Like you know, everybody was like, you know, they couldn't believe I, you know, I scored Alicia. And I was watching guys in the bar, and they were with better looking than me, with less attractive women than I get. And I said, "Well, that's my problem." My standards are way too high. Right. I, I, I yeah. thought about this today as I was at the pub, and I said, my standards are way too high because I see guys that are way better looking than me with way less attractive women than I date. I just expect – and that's why my, my, my girlfriends and my relationships are so few and far between because I really need a miracle to get the women that I think I should be able to get. <laughs> me too. I play the numbers game. You know, yeah. Figure out of a thousand – that are way out of my league, that maybe one or two might feel guilty enough to at least go out with me once. And then if you can get them and you can charm them, you could probably score someone yeah. way out of your league. I've done it. Yeah. I've done it. But no, I've, you know, when I was single, you know, whoops, um, <laughs> when I was really single, shall we say, yeah. uh, that was the thing. Like, you know, there were nights where I was like really uh, desperate. And like even going on backpages.com to get a prostitute and say like I was to that point, it had been so long. Oh. And everyone's like, Well, why don't you just go to the barn, you know, just pick someone up? And I'm like, No, they're disgusting in this area. <laughs> they're hideous. And I couldn't do it. So yeah, it has to be someone that I find 
attractive and more importantly that my friends will find attractive so that I can Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean I have to know that my friends are like attract you know. Yeah. I couldn't even well, if I was Well that was my problem with my ex wife. I had to make sure my friends were attracted to you know to look, look where that got me. Yeah, yeah they were. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that that bit you in the butt for sure. <laughs> oh man. Well that's the cool better, thing. better rethink that. Yeah. Yeah. Well you gotta you gotta rag on your friends to your girl. That you got to tell them the horrible story. You mix it up so that they'll never find them sexually desirable. Oh, you know the the, the thing was is that uh, my cousin Travis used to. You know, we we did the show here every week, and he would see the terror of my marriage, and he'd go, "You got to get out of this thing." I mean, this woman treats you like crap, but you know, he just couldn't. And take. still, he w- he went in, and and I watch well, him now. Probably his angle, and, I, and you know, <laughs> his angle. yeah, that was that was his ulterior motive right there, showing itself. Yeah, which is, you know, you know, Rob, what you should have done was had some like Valtrex around and planted that on his stuff at, while he was staying with you guys. And, that's uh, what I'm saying. That's a, yeah. he, he perfect. Gets, you get it. And you know, you know, yeah, I've been yeah. so much happier. And then you know, I went to a I went to a bar one time shortly after I started dating Alicia, and somebody was talking to me about oh, this guy, and they're like, you know, show him a picture of your girlfriend, which is you know was Alicia, and uh, I showed a picture of her, and you know. They asked, you know, uh, are you talking to your cousin? Are you guys friends again? I said, no. Why, why would I be friends with him again? And they said, look at you. You're, you're happier. Look at the girl you're dating. You should be buying this, buying this guy a beer. Like, <laughs> this is. And that's the truth because he, you, ch- you changed your life and you wouldn't be, you know, where you are right now had he not screwed it over you know yeah well every I'm, I'm quite a, literally i'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason i think this you know all did happen for a reason and uh yeah, I, it turns out trabs uh could be your hero and i have yeah and i haven't talked to jake in, in a while now but uh you know i gotta thank people like that they had jake that were there for me at the at the uh uh the dark the, days the dark days yeah that was there and would listen to me rant i'm, I'm sure i was Unbearable, right, Jake? When when that happened? Well, you're always unbearable, so I can't. <laughs> more unbearable than usual. I'm saying. No, it was rough, man. <laughs> that was a rough thing to watch, and I mean, I, I'm not going to rehash old stuff, but I just, uh, you know, I think everyone knew that I, I didn't really like him. Oh yeah, yeah. Jake and Travis so never weird. got along. He was so mm. weird, dude. You know, Owen, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, when they hosted the show, I called in one time. Robert asked me to be on the show. I was like, of course. Mm-hmm. And I called in, and Trav, like, interrupted me, like, three times. And then he wasn't, like, overtly aggressive, but it was just this weird thing. So I thought, oh, maybe my mic wasn't on. Yeah. And then the next, like, huh. two weeks later, he was talking about how he didn't like me, and he, sorry for ruining the show, and that he said that, him and I were in a silent competition for Rob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's going to be my best friend? Yeah. It was the weirdest, like, I'm sorry, freaking, I swore, sorry. It was the weirdest, uh, like, bunny boiling fatal attraction. Like, I heard psycho strings in the background when he said that. It was the weirdest Ooh. thing, man. And he yeah. always, oh, and that's not good. He started seeing a friend of mine over Twitter, and, you know, again, I'm not rehashing anything, but her and I were, were close, and he was jealous of that and just that was it he, he hated me it was yeah. weird uh-huh. anyway, hope he dies uh-huh. oh well uh-huh. <laughs> I, him and Brody will get in a, yeah. together. a double <laughs> double suicide <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I saw your girlfriend last year I mean it's been a while she is hot she is yeah, yeah she was there yeah. yeah. does she have a sister 
Um, she has like five or six sisters and seven brothers. Oh. She has not one. She has. She's very black. She has not one full sibling. She has like twelve <laughs> okay, or Rob, fifteen yeah. brothers Rob, and sisters. Rob. No, but I'm, I'm serious. But none of them have the same mom and dad. She has not one full oh. sibling. But she's got like. About 15 brothers and sisters. Yeah. <laughs> Do any of them know their dads? Yeah, yeah I mean. <laughs> you guys, that's horrible to make generalizations like that. Or not, yeah, I'm not giving it a generalization. On. I'm telling him the truth. He asked me about my girlfriend. And, uh, okay, but let's, but, let's, but let's remember who, you know, let's remember the, the people who uh, might be listening. Okay. Well, well I mean, what... Why are your generalizations so bad? You know, I'm always <laughs> questioning things. I think that's how my mind works. I know. You but always really, question. Why is it so bad? Is mic on? Hello? Yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> why are no, generalizations? Really, like, being racist or stereotypical or what? I mean, really, like, what is so awful about that? I'm being serious. What, about being racist? I mean, that means... Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not saying, like, dragging someone, you know, behind your car bumper and killing them. But if you just don't like somebody because of skin color, I mean, you're stupid. I'm not yeah. saying it's something to look forward to, but is it really that big of a deal if someone's just quietly racist? I don't know. Like I mean, if you're quiet about it, sure, and you don't <laughs> talk to people about it, but it, when well, you yeah, talk if about it, it if, you hurt people's not, feelings. If, if it's not having an actual impact on anybody, then yeah, I guess it, it doesn't really matter. I know. But right? Yeah, it's, it's, nobody it's hears it or nobody knows but, you know, it. Well, let me tell you, it falls down. I can't, I can't date white women again or anything because I need, I, I've gotten too comfortable with, with dating a black girl and making generalizations because we serve together and we both would never want to wait on, uh, on certain people because we knew they didn't tip. And uh, I, uh, it, it became a generalization, but I mean, it was like, I felt too comfortable. I could say whatever I want. I'm like, well, this is, people be like, you're racist. Uh, let me show you a picture of my girlfriend. You tell me I'm racist, fella. Oh. Yeah, no, one of those. Yeah, does that trump the I have a black friend? Yeah, that, that is. yeah that's it. A does. Bit, it trumps yeah. the I have like a black friend, black friend because yeah, the, that's, that's a higher Trump, rank. Speaking of Trump, it's that whole statement of, oh, look at my African American. My African American. <laughs> remember when he said that? My African American. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you remember when he said that? Yeah, I got yeah, a, I got a few of those laying around, you know, I keep them around. And they're, they're good. They're fun. Yes. What's I mean, what's wrong with that? That's what, that's what I would say when I brought Lily to my family parties. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been nice. Yeah. They must have I just never really have appreciated that. the words. I, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. I'm proud that I've never. Said yeah, I've never said that either. But <laughs> I did start. I did start taking advantage of it when I had a, a, a black girlfriend. I did. Yeah, that would be. I mean, I, I guess that would be kind of fun. Oh man, it was fun. You know, and, and I think I said this uh, on the air before too. I said, uh, you know, there's this term: once you go black, you, you never go back. Which uh, I will uh, state publicly on the record that the the best sex I've ever had was with Alicia. But also, you also have no choice. I hear people saying, I hear white girls uh, and Spanish girls saying that they're attracted to me at work, and I hear people tell them, "Oh, Rob, he only messes with black girls." <laughs> like what? I do. What, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> right there, your population's cut in half. Yeah, that's it. I only mess with black girls now. Is that, is that, is that what's going on now? It's so, yeah. so weird. 
<laughs> but all right, well, listen, we got to take a break. Jake, can you hang on? Because people have been trying to call in, so I guess people want to talk to you. So uh, Jake's going to hang on the line. I'm going to take calls when we come back from break. When we come back, Jake Pentland will be with us, and uh, we'll talk more about his uh, – uh, his show is Life. The Ann and Frank Show is on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. The Ann and Frank Show dot com. Um, gosh, you've interviewed so many uh, great guests. Uh, Jake's had uh, Rosie O'Donnell on. He had Corey Feldman. We got to talk about Corey Feldman. But um, oh yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, but we got to take a break right now. We'll be back with more of the show. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Well, Rob's got to go powder his nose, but stick around. We'll be right back for some more Rob Saul Show. Well, hey there, little young buck. Oh, uh, hi. Hmm, those are some awful large shoes you got on them feet. <laughs> well, yeah. You want to come home to my place and see if I can prove an old rumor true? Okay, but I, I gotta warn you. Uh... My last girlfriend was black. Oh, I'm gonna need a mop. Well, cougars can't be wrong. Rob Saul's got it going on. Tune in to the Rob Saul's Show from Rip Radio Network. Well, it seems last night, Rob Saul, yes, our very own Rob Saul, ended up being the temporary manager at Crustacean Shack. Say... Will Rob let the power go to his head? Uh, hey guys, sorry I'm late, but traffic was all crammed up and everything, so it took me a while to get here. You know how it is. Hey, Sandy. What? Hey, Rob. In my office now. Your office? Yeah, that's right. I'm manager tonight. Oh. You know, uh, Sandy, we need our employees to be on time. Oh, uh, come on, Rob. You know how it is. Yeah, I sure do. Are you happy working for Crustacean Shack, Sandy? <laughs> No, I mean, uh, oh, are you serious? Uh, well, you know I need this job, and... Yeah, yeah, I do. You know, Sandy, if you want to stay working here, you got to keep the boss happy. And tonight, that boss is me. What? What are you saying? I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what to do. Oh, no, Rob, say it ain't so. <laughs> oh, well. Tune in to the Rob Zoll Show, Monday nights on Rip Radio Network for some more swell-headed, power-mad Rob. Well, hello there. Do you like scary movies, but you don't want to watch them alone? Well, you can watch them with me. Yes, you head over to sailfight.com slash Nelson, and you can get this classic Frankenstein, yes! Dr. Victor Frankenstein, a closeted homosexual working in a castle on a remote Swiss island, attempts to create a perfect man, but his resultant creation turns out to be a murderous, flatulent beast who must be destroyed. So he sends his girlfriend and young son to trap the monster. Also in this baggage deal is Flash Gordon's Space Soldiers Conquer the Universe Chapter 3. Flash and his crew get caught in an avalanche, while Dr. Zarkov is in an aerial dogfight with mean thugs. After that, Zarkov battles his own crew over the break room microwave. This film includes music by Kevin MacLeod. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, 
bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. So head over to Selfie.com slash Nelson to order this today. That's S-E-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple. So head over there and order Frankenstein today. Sometimes you need a private moment, you know, to be intimate with yourself. But then somebody walks in. Oh my god! Oh, oh, someone looks oh like. my god! <laughs> yes, when requiring privacy, it's your responsibility to remember to lock the door. This is a message from the Locksmiths Association of America. We're always there in the hopes of keeping your privates private. Miss me? <laughs> yes, you did. Well, relax, because guess what? Here's the Rob Sell Show, right back at you. Hey, welcome back to the show. Hey, skip the song here. Yeah, Mike's going to like that. Don't do that, because that's going to lessen the royalty. Yeah, yes. so, now I was going to cut the, uh, you know, how we always come back in with a song, but, uh, oh, okay. yeah, All right. anyway, welcome back to the Rob Saul show with us on the line <laughs> is, uh, uh, a radio entrepreneur. Uh, um, what else do you do? Your produce? What else do you do? He's, uh, he's not quite as bitter of a divorcee as me. He's just kind of a, uh. Dog oh, sharing divorce. Yeah, give him give, give him a little bit of time. Jake <laughs> Petlin Jake Petlin okay. is with us. How are you, Jake? I'm good. Sorry about that. Right. Are you are you uh are you getting antsy to, to get off the phone? Are you uh are you are you no, chilling? No, no, I'm okay. good. I'll get right. for a long haul if you want me. All right, well there we go. All right. All right, and uh all right, well we, we people have been trying to call. I see uh, uh Justin Kincaid is trying to call. Justin, we're gonna get to you in a moment, but right now we have just Lauren and this is a uh, we were just talking about, you know, me after my marriage. I, I started dating and, and having a, a sexual relationship with a uh an African American woman, but uh, apparently there's one that wants to have one uh, with Jake. Just well, Lauren. Lots of women. Lo- wow. Well. Lauren, how are you? Is that how you're billing me? Yes, I'm billing you as some as a black woman that wants to sleep with Jake Pentland. I wouldn't mind. We have a black woman with no taste on the phone. Hello, Lauren. How are you? <laughs> yes, Miss Lauren. Why? Why do you hate yourself? That's a good question. You know that that is, that is what. That is what feminists and the SJWs have been trying to find out for millennia right now. So, yeah, for you guys who don't know, Lauren, like, oh wow, you're cute, awesome MRA. You, you remember Shane used to call my show crazy his. We love him, but yes. Lauren's yeah, Lauren's oh, actually yeah, yeah, much yeah. more articulate. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Well, oh, thank you. You're so you're so gracious. What uh, what size cup do you have, uh, Lauren? I have none. You have none. no cup. Uh, you're flat chested. All right, I'm gonna have to hang up on you, Toots. Right. I have 36 double Bs. Oh, okay. Now we can we can continue this conversation no. now. Uh. Yeah, why do you think I talked to her? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, can can you DM me some uh, pics of proof? <laughs> I won't do it. I tried like a year ago, and she didn't do it. So no, I talking no, no, Jake, listen. You I know why? Because she's flat chested. She doesn't want to admit it, honey. If you're flat chested, you can just tell us. Just this tell us. If you're, Rob, you're such a noob with getting nudes from girls. <laughs> they know reversing. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to teach a course. <laughs> I miss you, Lauren. I haven't talked to you in forever, though. It's nice to hear you. I know. I love Thank you, Jake. Oh, my God. I'm so happy to hear your voice. Oh, my what God. Ki- what kind of poss- um, possibly, what, what attracts you to Jake? Um, I love his personality. There, there are so many things that I love about Jake. Um, and I think the main thing is that, like, he grew up in such a, um, oh, my God, such turmoil. He grew up in um, turmoil? What are you talking about? He was he grew up rich. Get out of here. <laughs> turmoil. Yeah, that, that, Get out of here. I, know, wish, I wish I grew up in that turmoil. <laughs> I, you know what? Sometimes oh, now, I now. You don't have any idea. I was eating I, hot dogs and Kraft macaroni and cheese. I doubt the Jake was doing that. No, I think, Turmoil. I think that Jake and I have grown up on opposite but almost equal sides of spectrum, okay? Jake grew up in such a privileged portion but got such a harsh dose of re- reality very early on. Um and my dose of reality. By the way, this is Jake's psychiatrist on the line. Oh, I'm right. sorry. I, I, was just, I was just letting people know this is Jake's psychiatrist on the line. Just so uh, <laughs> you. Uh, oh really? You know, but uh, <laughs> go ahead, uh, Doctor <laughs> Jessler. Lauren and I met actually because you know when I first started, which I must say. Lauren and I have been ahead. You know, this whole uh, alt-right and SJW, anti-SJW and stuff yeah. that's, like, becoming mainstream, Lauren and I were out there mm-hmm. in the damn front lines probably five, six years ago, maybe even longer, and we were yeah. such social rejects. Everybody hated where we stood, and now I've watched it with um, Milo and Christina Hoff Summers and all these people that are now getting mm-hmm. somewhat mainstream because they busted their ass, you know, MRAs and all that stuff. I've, I've watched it grow. I... I had to stop because I was going to get murdered and fired. <laughs> yeah. But that's how yeah, we well, What she's talking about is, you know, growing up like everybody our age, mid thirties and older and even a little younger mm-hmm. in the post feminist eighties. Like it fucked a I'm sorry, it screwed a lot of us up. Now Jake uh Jake, would your mother be upset if she found out you were using your paycheck towards prostitutes? Um well what I did is I rented uh, the studio out to a guy oh, okay. and paid cash. And okay. then I just took the cash. So okay. probably. All right. She she might be. Oh, okay. Doctor. You're covered. Yes. <laughs> and his name is Diamond. Yes. Uh, real quick, <laughs> let me take this call real quick, Lauren. Just hang tight. Uh, sure. I think, uh, Justin Kincaid, you're on the line. Justin, how are you? This is Pete from Poughkeepsie. Oh, Pete from Poughkeepsie. I thought. Uh, all right, Pete. I'm sorry. Yes, I'd like to talk to Jake about uh, race. Hey, Pete training. from Poughkeepsie. This sounds like uh, this sounds like Justin. But go ahead. It's Justin. He always <laughs> no, we just need we, we need to discuss Jake's rape shaming. Okay. Jake, what about this? Uh, you, you do uh, shame people that have been raped, which I am not a fan of. Who have I shamed that has been raped? I don't know. Yeah. Three out of four I would love women to know. ask for it by how they dress. By how they dress. Uh, 
Oh, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just joking. Hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Everyone was so uncomfortable. I don't ever blame him. He, he was about to get pounced on. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely Justin. Okay. You're about to get pounced on by a black woman with a 36 double D uh, cup, uh, Justin. Keep keep it going. You better. No, 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 no. Um, so, so how's it going, guys? How, who, who all's on? We got a lot of people on. Just, just talk. Say what you got to say. I, I, I can't go through formal introductions. This is just. <laughs> yeah, you can't get through formal introductions, boy. Yeah. God damn it! Nobody can get on your show. I know. But, well, you know what? Because I, I don't like having ten people on my, my goddamn line. That's, that's, that's why. That's why I never take calls too. Everyone yeah. gets mad at me, but it's not easy. Yeah. You know, it's a, and, and meanwhile, I just shut up and listen to all you guys because I no, 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 no. I know, listen to. So, so I can't even get a sentence in. It's been a long time. Could I get to my question? Yes, go ahead. Justin. Yeah. 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 This question. Okay. What's the question? So look, and this, if it's out of line, it's out of line. But I always wanted to know what's up with Jake and Tom. Now I know that that, that Tom and Jake have made up, and I know there were ten times. But I love the Tom Arnold show. Tom That's Arnold. all I want to know about. Talking about Tom, Tom Arnold. Why did it get, get canceled? It was a great show. I, Which show? Uh, uh, hold on, can, Jake. Jake, can I uh, can I can I interject here? How would I mean, sir? How would Jake know why uh, uh, Tom Arnold's show is canceled? He he doesn't have uh, the uh, which show though. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. The Jackie I mean, Thomas show? Were you talking about Jackie Thomas? No. There was a show called the Tom Arnold Show. Or Tom I don't know. that. Jake doesn't even know about that, sir. I've never heard of it. Well, that's why it got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's watching. There's your answer. Well, I'll tell you this. I, I haven't made up with Tom, but I did have a nice tweet exchange with him, God, probably a year ago. And he yeah, was not at all. And then he um, DM'd me that he would come on my podcast. Um, I'm jealous. He was you very supportive of it. He heard me on um, Caleb. Yeah, no. He heard me on Caleb's um, The Man Show show, whatever it's called, Caleb Bacon's old show. And um, mm-hmm. He was really gracious, but then I was like, you know, I really can't have him on. You know, my father still hates his effing guts, and my mom still hates him. And I now, know, was I Tom Arnold? Okay. Well, we'll yeah, shut shut okay. up. Shut up. I have questions. I hate this. I hate so many people on the line. Um, uh, Jake, um, is, was, was Tom Arnold the first man after your father? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, of course. That would be uh, tough. That's my first step. My first stepfather. Wow. <laughs> and what, what age? Oh, uh, I would have been about 11. Wow. So 11 to <sighs> Wow. That's tough. Yeah, and they were, those are your formative years, I think, right? Or, yeah. Or, I, I, yeah, I, they yeah. are. Absolutely. Yeah. They have to be. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You got me um, a nanny named Mally. <laughs> she was Swedish. Yeah. And she was horrible and so horrible. She kicked my friend in the testicles. Wow. Your your mate, your your wow. nanny kicked your friend in, in the testicles? Yeah. And then when we went to Iowa on the farm, she, we went horseback riding and she got bucked off the horse and broke her collarbone. Of course, I laughed. You laughed. And uh, I haven't changed. You know, and then she got addicted to pain pills. She stayed in the back room for like two weeks on Percocet. You didn't like this and woman at all? I kept I telling Tom, like, this woman's nuts. She's abusive. She's a drug addict. I hate her. But here's how screwed yeah. up my family is. Okay. Mally, because she was Swedish, thought it would be cool to go out in the sun a lot. So she'd make me rollerblade and do all this stuff against my will. And my parents yeah. thought, oh, this is, this is good for Jake. And when I started complaining about her drug addiction and beating my friends up, 
my mother said to me, oh, you just don't want to exercise. You're trying to get a fire suit wow. and rollerblading. Oh, wow. wow. There's your dermoil. But then finally they fired her. And then, uh, then they hired me, Charlene, who was uh, a black lady. Oh, wow. I like to put that up. Hey. I'm still there. Yes. Just hey. Hey. <laughs> See, that's I, I have history. I know what Now, works. Charlene, was she nice or did she beat you? She was wonderful, but she chewed her gum so irritatingly would pop it. She, did you complain? Did like you have her fired for that, Jake? I didn't fire her, but she used to rip my um, blankets off to wake me up in the morning. Ah, oh, my mm. great grandmother did that. I hate that. That's what was the worst. That's so I, hate, I hate that's, that that's shit. So that's my my grandmother. That was her tactic to wake me up for school in the morning, just rip my covers off me. I hate that. I, I got her fired for that. I went and told Come her. Come on. Was, was, no. was there ever a time that no. your mom was friends with Sandra Bernhardt for real that cool. you had to put up with her? With my mom friends with Sandra Bernhardt, what? That you had to put yeah, up it, with her. With Sandra Bernhardt, did you have to put up with her? I love Sandra. Sandra was on my show. Yeah, she was I, on I this show, too. I love Sandra yeah, as well. she was so nice I, to me. I, and I, I saw I, her in uh, New York. But, but wasn't she just off the wall nutty back then? Yeah, but you know me. That doesn't face me. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> no, what else as, is new? Yeah. I mean, his, his, I mean, his his mom's Roseanne Barr, and you're 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 saying, uh, are, are, you, uh, are, are you are you are you are you annoyed that people are nutty in the house? I, mean, I remember she had, was in Playboy, and one of my favorite things to do is to is to uh, masturbate to somebody that I've actually met. Yeah, it just feels more oh. real. Like, oh. I interviewed uh, Jenny Ketchum on my podcast, who was a porn star named Penny Flame, mm. and she was on that celebrity rehab show, right? And she got out of porn. And she came on, like, basically born again. And we had this great time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, porn's horrible and evil. So immediately after the show, uh-huh. I told her, I was like, good for you getting out of porn. I went to Penny Flame, and <laughs> I spewed the biggest spew I've ever had. It was so almost romantic. Almost romantic. <laughs> so... Back then with Sandra Bernard, I had met her, and I was in my mom's office, and there was her Playboy, and I was like, oh, my God, I met her. And she was naked and had her... I couldn't do it. She was so unattractive to me, I couldn't finish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wrong. my God. I really I really can't even believe I'm hearing this conversation. I don't understand why I do this. I don't know why I talk. I should stop talking. I really... I don't know if I want to be friends with you anymore. All right, well, listen, Mr. All right, hey, hey, hey calm down, calm down, everybody, everybody. Uh, Justin, uh, any, any any final thoughts here for uh, Jake? Because we got to get going, we got to get to the news. I'm going to do the news. No, with Jake. no, no, no. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. And, and just because Jake couldn't pull it off, I am going to look up Sancho Bernard's Playboy, and I'm going to take one for the team. All right, so we'll take one for the can, team. Man. Good luck. All right. All right, thanks, Justin. Good night, guys. All right. <laughs> Justin Kincaid, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Jake, uh, you've had, you know, you've you've grown up around a lot of celebrities. You had some on the Jake Pentland show, which I loved. I was a, I was a huge fan of the show. You know that. I listened every week. Um, you had Rosie O'Donnell on. Uh, she was great. Uh, you had Corey Feldman on. Uh, the, what did you think? Did you watch the uh, Corey Feldman <laughs> performance on the Today Show? <laughs> Yes, oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> you know, I um, had Corey on, as you know. Brody yeah. tried to ruin that. He should kill himself, by the way. Brody, kill yourself. Yeah. And um, he he was so nervous about coming on because he thought I was going to talk about how I thought Michael Jackson molested him. 
Oh, he swears Michael Jackson never molested him, so he didn't want to do it. He actually canceled my show. Yeah. But anyway, we finally got him on. My mom helped. And I found him really nice, but I, I think he's severely ill. Yeah. And when yeah. I was interviewing him before the pre-interview, I don't want to rag on him, but yeah. um, he told me that I had to play his song at the end of my podcast. Oh, boy. <laughs> if he was going to do it. Yeah. And I said, no problem, no was problem. Was it go for it? In the song. <laughs> yeah. And he told me, and I quote, I'm going to, you know, I'm not just an actor. I'm going to take over the music business. <laughs> oh, wow. So wow. I was like, okay, no problem. So he sent me a song called Mercy. Uh-huh. And we played it at the end of our show, and we laughed hysterically. It was almost as bad as the performance the other day. <laughs> uh, but here's the weird thing. I mean, this is a bad story because my ending sucks. But uh, Eli, Jen, and I, uh-huh. like a week later, uh-huh. were ca- caught each other singing Mercy. Mercy. And we found <laughs> out we all it. had it on our iPods. <laughs> we're all closet Corey Feldman fans. Yes. That song is really good. You should check it out. Mercy. Mercy, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, what happens is these songs are so bad, they get stuck in your head. Yeah. How about, I mean, like, that performance. Yeah, plan's working. I mean, that dancing and all that. I mean, well, I, what I in the world was he doing? I that was the strangest well, thing I've ever seen. It, it, I, I mean, listen, listen. I think this this is what happens is especially when you come up as a child in Hollywood, you know, there's this affinity for the spotlight and you know, it's addicting and it's addicting to anyone who has had a taste of it. Um, yeah. but it depends on your personality and, and you know, how you engage with it and how it um, you know, reacts with you. So, you know, that child, um gosh man <laughs> That's just got to mention, be, you know, the rape. Go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, for real. well, I mean, there's so many different um, things that happen when you are in that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to say that this happened or didn't happen, but, you know, obviously something happened because the, the Hollywood spotlight, it just, it warps you as an individual. Um, so I'm glad that well, this was, you know. I'll tell you, I love Friday the 13th part four with him in there. <laughs> he's actually a brilliant actor. If you go back and watch him, yeah. you know, Lost Boys, one of my favorite movies, he's brilliant. Yeah, he yeah he's yeah. good. He's just, you know, when I saw him come out and dance, like, it was hard for me because I, I thought, you know, I wouldn't say we're friends or anything, but yeah. I definitely... I definitely feel bad for his illness, and he's, yeah. he's deluded. But also, in some sense, I mean, he loves what he's doing, and that's what art should be. So it's like I've kind yeah. of somewhat supportive. But it was fucking, I'm sorry, yeah. it was freaking awful. Yeah. And yeah. I felt so bad for him. Then he was crying on Facebook yeah. the next yeah. day. Oh, yes. He's like a child, you know? Yeah. They don't, they get stunted in Hollywood. First, they do get raped repeatedly yeah. there's a whole pedo ring yeah. around hollywood this is true yes yes yeah. so they take you in they pass you around they rape you then they get you into like the whole uh snake satanic mm-hmm. uh, underground cult parties which Corey mentioned on my show he talked about the hollywood parties where the snakes and the i want to go to those parties i mean i hear <laughs> all these orgies <laughs> and oh, oh rob you're just desperate <laughs> I am. <laughs> he said, "If you see the snake, to leave because they're going to do some devil stuff." Oh gosh! Uh, uh, anyway, if the snake shows up, I'm not supposed to talk about it anymore because the psychic told me. That the psychic told you that. <laughs> well, um, 
Lauren, uh, real quick, we got to take a break and we're going to go to the news. Uh, I'll keep Jake on for the news, but uh, Lauren, any final thoughts here with uh, Jake? Yeah, no, Jake, I love you. And anything you do, you know, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I, you're just such an honest person. And I think that's where we connect. Oh, so, um, you really got to give us check the day. I'd love you too, Lauren. You should talk to me more. Uh, you should talk to me more. I, just, I will. I will talk to you. No, you hang up okay, first. Absolutely. No, <laughs> you hang up first. <laughs> no, that's, you hang up exactly first. I love Lauren. Lauren's awesome. It's, you guys should follow Lauren actually on Twitter. It's, it's some high at, level trolling. At, thank you. At just Lauren B. But I love Jake. You are. I have no. to tell you, you are one of my favorite people to follow. Not because of the things that you say, just because of. Your personality and who you are, like I just connect with you so well. And um, boy, uh, all right, well, Lauren, I can't, you're, I can't well, wait. Send, to, I send can't me the tip pics. Yeah, exactly. So you send tip pics to uh, Jake and I's you hear DM. You guys, and I still can't get tip pics. There's, I, there's I, no I way. There's no way that we, uh, Jake and I will uh, completely uh, ban you. We, yeah, there's no way until we get these tip pics. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lauren. You're thank you. Tippics. Thank you, Lauren. I love you, baby. All right. Love I'm waiting it. for those tip picks in my oh. DM. I'm gonna look at them tonight. <laughs> I'll, I'll post them when I get them. Take care of myself. All right. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> uh, do you have a lot of women coming on to you like this, Jake? Um, not as much as I did when I was married. Oddly yeah. enough. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, when you're married, people just you know. Yeah. yeah what is that about? I know. Well, because a, then you're forbidden fruit. Yeah. Oh, I should pretend that I'm still married then. Exactly. I, have, I hope they um, kept the ring. Yeah, yeah, keep the ring. Keep the ring. I do keep the ring. Put, put it, it on. on. I still have my wedding ring. I'm, gonna, I'm about to start wearing again. I just got rid there of the tan go. line from it, you know? Yeah. Well, I got I'm doing okay. I'm not. I'm doing yeah. okay. I understand. You're a very private man, except the, <laughs> except you like to talk about the people you masturbate to. Yeah, actually, no. <laughs> and, he, uh, and he tells 10 people in the world about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> but th- there's a special lady out there who's listening. Yes, she'll be there. But uh, when we come back, we have the news with Doug Nelson. Are you going to hang around for the news, uh, Jake? Yeah, I'll hang for the news. All right. I want to hear Jake's take on the news. You have news for us, right, Doug? Yes, I do. Oh, well, look at that. Oh, good. How about that? Doug's right. on his A game tonight. That's why you should vote for him. <laughs> Go to uh, robsall.com and uh, you can vote for. Uh, the uh, the Rob Saul show was 2016 show of the year. You can vote for me as male personality of the year. And, of course, you can vote for uh, Mr. Doug Nelson as 2016 best on-air voice. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. More of the Rob Saul show. Well, Rob's got to go powder his nose, but stick around. We'll be right back with some more Rob Saul show. Say, gang, want to help out your old pal, Mr. Nelson? Well, you can. Of course, you've heard my ads for my Society6 store and my Selfie store of all those hilarious little videos. Yes, 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 yes. Well, now there's another store uh, similar to the Society6 store, but some products are a little bit cheaper. And there's a few more, including the Mr. Nelson hat, Mr. Nelson t-shirts, several kinds of t-shirts. Even the value t-shirt. And it's all at the Mr. Nelson store, courtesy of Zazzle.com. That's Zazzle.com slash the underscore M-R underscore N-A-I-L-S-I-N underscore store. (laughs) Yes, it's just that simple. 
So head over to the Mr. Nelson store and select some sort of apparel you can have. Yes, all different kinds of shirts, some of which are shirts that uh, represent some of the movies I did at my Selfie store. Uh, some even represent the Bob Levy show. And for the ladies, yes, some little undergarments with my face on them. <laughs> Oh, yes! Ah, bumper stickers, posters, little buttons and pins, all that good stuff, and plenty of other kinds of shirts. Yes, and of course, like I mentioned, the value shirt at $14.95. It's a steal. Mm-hmm. Yes, so head over to the Mr. Nelson store. Zazzle.com slash the Mr. Nelson store. That's the underscore Mr. underscore Nelson underscore store. And by Mr., I just mean MR. Yes, 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 yes. It's just that simple. Yes, yes. So, please, uh, help me out, won't you? Thanks. So, life didn't turn out the way you'd hoped it would, huh? That can really make you feel down in the dumps. But here's the good news. Now there's a show where you can listen to a man whose life has got to be more pathetic than yours. Yes, I'm talking about the Rob Zoll Show. Tune in and feel a little better about yourself because you're not Rob Zoll. Miss me? <laughs> yes, you did. Well, relax, because guess what? Here's the Rob Sol Show, right back at you. Hey, welcome back to the Rob Sol Show, here on the Ritz Radio Network. Of course, WMAX in Boston. How is everybody tonight? Uh, we're going to keep Jake on for the uh, the news, but... Uh, what is it? I, I did want to talk about something with Jake before we went to the news, but now I can't even remember. No, oh, no. I, I don't even. I don't even know. Uh, Jake, uh, how are you? Can you remember? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Sorry. What was Rob thinking? Yeah, I don't know. I something. Something I wanted to talk about with Jake. If it comes to me, I'll, I'll interrupt you during the news. But um, anyway, uh, it's time for the news with Doug Nelson. So uh, let me get my news music uh, queued up. And here we go. It is the news with Doug Nelson. Yes. What do we have, Dougie? Uh, A 59-year-old man was busted on lewdness charge for wearing saran wrap bikini on New Jersey Beach. Wow. Yeah, he's facing the lewdness charge after fellow beachgoers spotted him wearing a homemade clear plastic wrap bikini where his genitals were clearly exposed. Oh, boy. Stephen Wachowski, 59, arrested Monday in connection with this alleged incident exposure earlier this month on the Long Beach Island uh, in uh, yeah Jersey. Uh, he's free on bond in advance of court proceedings of the misdemeanor charge. But uh, apparently he he was doing this for two days until finally someone noticed. So uh, so in New Jersey, it takes two two days for people to notice that a man is walking around wearing nothing but saran wrap. Yeah, I guess there weren't a lot of people on the beach or something. I don't know. Or not. Or not substantial yeah. i mean yeah yeah he probably wasn't sporting i mean jake wears that around the house but i mean you know he doesn't go out in public like that <laughs> oh my god yeah, yeah I well, you know, that. i'm just wondering why someone would would do that but 
I don't know yeah, well, these story. exhibitionists, you never know. He just yeah. had a desire well, to Well, maybe shoot. he was desperate, looking for attention, you know. Yeah. Plus, you know, I don't know I, I don't know how well he worked on that uh, bikini, you know. He might have put some <laughs> real effort into it, and, you know, he's proud of it. And how else are you going to show it off? Yeah. Well, I so. mean, it happens sometimes, uh, you know. I, I Listen, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I would never have the gall to wrap my horrible body up in saran wrap and go out in public. It's just, uh, it's just not something I'm willing to do. Yeah, I'm just... a t-shirt. I can barely do it. I know. <laughs> I feel like constantly pulling out of my fat rolls when I sit down. <laughs> Jake, yeah, you it. have that moment at the beach, right, where you don't want to take off your shirt to go into the uh, water? Yeah. yeah. I got a, uh, a UV protection shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I tell people yeah, I'm sensitive to the sunlight, is. but it's totally a fat guy shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, and I always I like, can't make take a big show UV out of it when I put on. I'm like, oh, look, you didn't have to put sunscreen on. This saves me so much money. I make a whole sales pitch. Yeah. Everyone knows I'm fat. The, the reason why you're wearing a shirt in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> you, got every, you got every reason in the book. I'm trying. I'm like, ooh, UV, you can get skin cancer, kid. <laughs> Needless to say, like, big bald heads exposed. But I wouldn't go outside. If, if my, oh, my God, my body's horrible. Oh, it's so horrible. Oh, my God. Sorry. I know. I, listen, I, you're preaching to the choir. I mean, I, I've been trying to go to the gym and everything, but I mean, I'll tell you. I mean, the the last girl I was with to remove my clothes, it, it took a lot. It took a lot of alcohol, Jake. And well, that's why you want to do it on DM and Twitter first, yeah. and you know, sort of. I mean, I'm pop like, that cherry. I'm like, I mean, she she's naked from the get go. I mean, she's got a freaking. Uh, amazing body and she's she's naked i'm like she's like all right take off your clothes i'm like yeah turn out the lights first (laughs) (laughs) you know the secret what i've learned is there there are you know they call it the dad bod right it's like a thing and it's fetishized for some women some women like the fat hairy guys so i'm on a couple dating sites for that yeah, I think I need to get on that. But uh. oh my god, <laughs> that is I, t- I you know I have to tell you to be to be a fly on the wall in these conversations. I'm not sure if I'm enjoying it. Or... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, we're talking about being insecure about our bodies, which is you know something usually women because you know I can yeah. relate to all yeah. of what yeah, you can. Guys you, are can you relate about. to us somehow, Owen? No. Do you ever no. uh, when when know. when Jack removes his clothes? Do you ever uh, do you ever admire his body, or is it just utility only? And you just say, "Yeah, let's let's get this over with." <laughs> do you really think I'm going to answer that? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I would never talk about my relationship like that. Uh, okay, right. uh, at least not on the radio. Uh, um, right. Well, we'll talk about it off there. I want to hear about this. I need some. Yeah. I need okay. some pointers. But uh, go ahead, Doug. What else do we have in the news? Uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, intimate relations, uh, and I stress, uh, the subject in this case was 18, okay. uh, oh, but 16 age. cops plea in queef beef case. Oh, queef beef. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Repeat that. <laughs> bus 16 cops plea in queef beef case. Oh boy. I, I, yes. I female high school student pleaded guilty this afternoon to striking a younger pupil who began to laugh and chuckle when she expelled wind from the vulva while having <laughs> sex in the back of a Pennsylvania school bus. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. 
Well, that's just so much information to take in. The bizarre January incident resulted in police citing the 18-year-old for harassing January. the... January. <laughs> 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 A 13-year-old boy who was allegedly elbowed in the testicles by the older student. The confrontation occurred as the school bus traveled in an Armstrong County township about 15 miles northeast of Pittsburgh. The incident was described in a graphic yet succinct uh, Pennsylvania State Police report authored by Trooper Brad Jordan. Both the victim and the accused were riding the school bus. The accused expelled wind from the vulva during coitus while at the back of the bus. Oh, <laughs> it's like no one sees oh, that problem Lord. with this. Uh, the victim uh, began to laugh and chuckle. 13? Uh, the, the girl was 18, but the, uh, the boy laughing at the incident was 13. Now, who's being charged? The girl that uh, queefed or the, the guy laughing the, at her? It, the girl who queefed because she got mad the at queefer. him. For, okay. Yeah, the queefer, the queefer was upset. He was laughing at her. Queen, queen la queefer. And so she attacked him by elbowing his balls. The queefer. <laughs> queen like, queefer. kind of girl, man. What, yeah. This was a school bus? Yes, yeah, right? a school bus. Why well, right. an 18-year-old uh, on a school bus? On a school bus. It is interesting to note that the article doesn't seem to be too concerned with the fact that uh, teenagers were having sex at the back of a school bus, right. but rather that uh, someone well, laughed at a queefing incident yeah. uh, and got injured. Uh, and apparently, oh, she's, God, earned that is brilliant. she's earned the nickname Teen Laquifa. But, uh, <laughs> but some people. <laughs> you know, I've been. I, I like man. that. Teen Laquifa. School, school buses are the brilliant. most disgusting, filthy. Yes. I mean, every inch of them is like covered in snot and dirt. Like, how can you get it on on a school bus? I don't know, but they did. Yeah, enough to produce a queen. Well, you know what? When, when you're young enough to be riding on a school bus, your hormones are raging out of control at that age. Yeah, so, you know, I guess you kind of do it wherever you yeah. at 18. Yeah, some 18 year olds are, are still pretty nutty, too. I know, that's hot. But here's the, here's the question. Who who is she queefing with? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong as a man, uh, but am I the only one that gets turned on when a woman queefs? I feel like I'm doing my job. <laughs> I never well. thought of that. She's talking to you, baby. Remember when Eddie Murphy did that? <laughs> no, I like the black women. <laughs> like white women go, oh, I'm sorry. But a black woman's like, she's talking to you, baby. <laughs> I always remember that bit. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, you know, it's, <laughs> it hasn't happened to me very often. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you have to pop out and then go back in, push the air in. Oh, okay. Right. Usually, like a full thruster, like me, yeah. and you don't yeah. come out because you're going to blow in like three minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, I really got to slow down sometimes. Oh, so you pull out to take a break? Yeah, I, I mean, I do. I mean, sometimes I mean, I, uh, with Alicia, she said harder. I said harder. I'm like, oh, I got to slow down because I'm going to finish. And <laughs> she said harder, Master. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I don't. Well, I hate well, when I hear that. No, I'm going to ruin it. <laughs> well, Rob, remember earlier where when Owen was saying she keeps her private matters private? Yeah. Uh, learn from that. I wish I could. I, yes. I can't. I, I mean, people said, and you know, I and Jake, um, you know, people are, are, are already on me at work because uh, this uh, this hot nineteen year old wants to have sex with me, and I and I'm getting in a kind of a drought. So I was thinking about doing I it. Told, I told him to do it. Wouldn't you say? I mean, well, you're in a it. drought. What do you mean? You guys aren't having sex with what you mean? Well, no. Uh, my my ex girlfriend Alicia, she moved to Georgia. Oh, I didn't know you guys broke up. 
Well, I mean, we didn't really break up, but I mean, she just moved to Georgia. So. Yeah, oh, I guess I we're broken up. Yeah, you broke up. up. But, yeah. You know. yeah, yeah. So you're it's allowed to. First uh, to Rob. First yeah. to Rob. Yeah. You broke up. Yeah, we broke yeah, up. That yeah, that sounds like you broke up. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But wait, you can, but you're, you can have sex with a 19 year old, right? It's not. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, well, then do it. What's wrong with you? I'm, I'm just saying right. it. Right. I, I That's what I said. But everybody said, uh, everybody was like, uh, Rob, uh, we, you know, work. Uh, Rob, we, we know you do your radio show. You, you, you want to keep getting laid. You got to keep this stuff private. You just got to keep it to yourself. And I said, what the hell am I going to talk about on my radio show? Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I I don't know what to do. Like, uh, do you feel t- pervy uh, for a 19-year-old? Is that... Well, I did. You know, you know, I did feel pervy, and that's the conversation I have with many people. I even have this conversation with my ex-wife. Um, but I said, you know, she's eighteen. That's all that matters. But I did feel. Right. But I, I did like add it up in my head and realize that she was closer to my daughter's age than my age. <laughs> and it, uh, I was it dis- talking to um, it, a while ago. It, it disturbed me, but yeah. Uh, after my divorce and, and before I started liking somebody, I was talking to a twenty-two-year-old. Yeah, that's how old Alicia was when I met her. Yeah. Yeah, and I felt really kind of pervy a little bit, and then that made it way hotter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, man, 22, that's old. Uh-huh. It's, not as, it's not as dirty. I want to try and get to 19. 19, you should definitely do. Yeah, absolutely. 19, yeah. And maybe it'll be better because I, I'll tell you, when I first – I'll tell you, I was in the I, – I, I may have told this story before, but I, if, if I may have told it last week. I don't know, but I'm going to tell it again right now. I remember being in the darkest place in my life. Uh, you know, I didn't have, you know, I just got my uh, condo back. I, uh, you know, had nothing going on in my life. I, m- my job closed down. I was working this crappy job, the the one that I work still now one day a week. It was uh, this crappy job, and, and that's where I met this girl. And, you know, uh, it seemed like a, a downgrade to me but i remember sitting there and i remember staying over uh alicia's house and i remember uh you know she said i'm getting in the shower and she called me and she said do you want to wash me and i get there and you know i go in the shower with her and i start washing down her body she just has this amazing body and i said i remember looking at her go wow i'm so glad that my marriage deteriorated and i'm so glad that my great paying job closed down because this makes it all worth it to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the best divorce story I have, I was just telling it today, was, uh, you know, my best friend Eli, who does the show with me. Yes. He's married. He's got a one-year-old. And he was over my house recently. And I have an empty living room now because Alicia took the furniture from that room. Oh, your, your wife is Alicia, too. We're getting confused with the Alicias. Yeah, sorry, my ex-wife Alicia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was sitting there with Eli, and you know he was over because he got out of the house for like three hours. I don't know what kind of bribe or manipulation he did to, to get away from his wife and daughter, but we're having fun, drinking a beer, watching Six Hundred Pound Life, and laughing at the fatties. Yeah, and I say to him, I want to do something in this living room. I'm thinking about building a bar or a game room, and he looked at me. He's like, Well, what does Alicia say? And 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 then he's like, Oh my God, I forgot. Sorry. I'm like, No, no, it's okay. And then it hit him. This moment that I see in every married friend of mine's face yeah. when they realize that divorce is the greatest thing ever because <laughs> he goes, <laughs> wait, you don't have to ask Alicia, huh? Uh, yeah. And I mean, I'm like, no. A, and he's yeah. like, you don't have to like manipulate or work an angle or do chores to pay for it. You just put a, a dartboard there and you can have it. And I'm like, yes. And he just was so jealous and envious. And then he went home to his wife and baby and 
thought about killing himself. Yeah. Well, I mean, there there's good things about there's good there's pros and cons because I mean, at our age, Jake, we're getting older, so it's like you know we're we're enjoying our single life now. But when's to, when's the point where we become like Larry from Three's Company? And <laughs> we're that. I hope that happens. <laughs> no, no. I'm not even joking. Like I don't look at this like the, that life is bad. Like no? to me, that's. No, I want I, my goals in life. I'm, I want to buy a plot of land. I want to have a tiny house because I can pay that thing off for like forty grand, like on a trailer. Yeah, and I don't ever want to get married again. I don't think I even want a serious relationship. Nah, me. And either. I just want to be Larry. I just want to be creepy and like <laughs> curved oh, and totally God. okay with it. I don't want to. So cool. I mean, I I do. I I don't know. I I always well, say, it. Rob. Here's what's going to happen. He's going to end up being Larry, and you're going to end up being Mister Furley. Mister Furley. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Mr. Furley was also awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny you guys would bring up Mr. Furley that he would that that character would make his way into our conversation because I was just talking about Don Knotts like uh, two hours ago, and we, I was ta- looked at his Wikipedia and looked at this whole you know body of work that this actor did, and Mr. Furley was really one of his last characters but oh my yeah. god what a great actor Don he was, was. in fact oh I, I remember when don knotts and and b arthur died uh it, it destroyed my dream because when i was a, a kid i just w- i wanted to be in show business so bad that i i thought i was like you know what? i'm gonna write my own sitcom and you know what i'm gonna make a, a funny show and i was i was writing this as a kid and and my my grandparents were gonna be uh b arthur and Don Knotts, I thought that would be great. Uh-huh. Them as a married that couple. Well, and then, Don Knotts yeah. was on every in yeah. every TV show and, and stuff that that was around when I was growing up. And yeah. the reason why I started looking him up today is that I was with my uncle and we were watching television, and um, we started watching the Andy Griffith Show together. Yeah, yeah. And there was an episode where Gomer Pyle, remember Gomer Pyle, used to be on the yeah. Andy Griffith yeah. Show. Yeah. And it was the episode that he was joining the Marines, and they were doing the spinoff to the Gomer Pyle show. And it was like the first time in television, really. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. One of the first times that that had ever gone down. But it was something that, you know, he and I could sit and watch together. We both remembered watching all of the episodes and this classic, you know, old TV. And it made me look up Don Knotts. And that it's so weird because then then you guys would bring up Mr. Frilly. I thought, oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I mean, who would be a better? Who would left better his be? Impact on the world. You know, uh, it's, uh, it, I mean, it's, it's horrible. Degrees, six degrees of Don Knotts. You know yes. I would. Uh, I mean, I mean, seriously, like, who would not watch that show? Where you know, uh, Don Knotts and B. Arthur, my grandparents. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, how, how much did you, you guys watch? How much did you watch Three's Company? And that com- I mean, that character Larry was fabulous. Every single episode. Three's oh, Company. Yeah, I watched every oh yeah, me too. Every single. I grew one. up on that show. Yeah. That was my yeah. favorite uh-huh. show as, as a kid. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Every one of them. Hold up. Probably so stupid now. Do you remember when uh, yeah. he had to pretend to be his cousin? Oh that, yeah, he was a who, twin. Jack? Oh yeah, because his, his straight cousin, right? <laughs> Yeah, he had a cousin uh, that was like from the south, and he just had the hat. Yeah, he just wore a hat. And he was was back. That guy was so brilliant, John Ritter. Yeah, Yeah. he was. He was the best. He was the best. Really, his physical comedy. His physical comedy was. I'm going to watch over the top. I bet it holds up. My sister had a really funny thing, Jenny, when we were a kid. (laughs) This is so Jenny. 
we're watching, and his name's you know Jack Tripper. Yeah. Uh huh. And we're watching, and she's like, to turns to my dad, and she's like, "Is that a play on um, Jack the Ripper?" <laughs> to my dad, my dad was like, "No," and then he thought about it. He's like, "Well, you know, DJ maybe maybe it is dick joke." I always tell people they never believe me, but DJ stands for dick joke. My dad told me that when it was the first season of Roseanne. And writers uh-huh. do stuff like that all the time. We see all those Disney cells where their dicks are out and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So maybe Jack Tripper is about Jack the Ripper living with curls. Uh, very well, so very they, well. Could wait, be. are you are you are you telling me that the character DJ on the Roseanne show was uh, the writers did it as That's dick? That's what joke? I was told by uh, my father. I, I oh yeah, uh, and I your father was involved at the beginning else. of the show, right? He was very much involved with the beginning. Was, yeah, he was a writer on the first season. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Huh? But. You know, I, so I said funny. it once to mom, and she told me that that was BS. But <laughs> my dad was in the writer. He was a writer, so I believe him. Your dad's he, he an idiot. The, he was in the Your room. Your dad's an idiot, Jake. What is that? <laughs> the Rob attempting to be Roseanne. Yeah. Moore, I guess. With the, with the yeah. megaphone or what with is the that? megaphone? Yeah, yeah. The megaphone. <laughs> I want a megaphone. I'm gonna implement yeah. that. Yeah. So you got you got to get a megaphone. Oh, I mean, come on. Um, can I plug my show for tomorrow? Oh yeah, oh yeah, we got yes, a show tomorrow. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm off tomorrow. Can I can I listen? Can I call in? Of course. What, what can I do? Of course. What can I do? Um, I have. You cannot tweet this out because I don't want to scare the lady off. Okay. But we have a guest from um, GoTopless.org. GoTopless.org. Okay. They're they're women who feel that men can walk around with their shirts off, and women should also have the same opportunity. I agree. I do too, as yeah. long as they're not fat. Yeah. And I was going to talk to her and. Uh, you know, I thought it'd be interesting. Now, is she fat? I mean, out. yeah. What's that? Is she fat? This woman? No, she's I, a I hot woman so. that wants to go topless. I feel like I feel like people that want to be nudist and all that are always the most unattractive people that want to be nude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They are. yeah. But here's well, the thing: we look, found out researching her. So she's not just. <laughs> it's not for femininity. Yeah. She's a Raelian. <laughs> Do you remember I'm the Raelians? What? No, what the Raelians? <laughs> They're a cult that believe that. Jesus was an alien. Oh, no. <laughs> founder talks to an alien in Joshua. You guys never heard this one? No, there like no, well, there's so many of these cults, but uh, no, well, this is one of my favorite cults. The yeah, it sounds pretty and good. She, this, they're behind the topless movement because their <laughs> cult leader just wants chicks naked. Yeah. And so I'm so we just found this. Like we were already excited for our show because we were talking about boobs with feminists. Yeah, yeah I uh, love feminists, uh, but now she's in a cult, so it's gonna be good. Yeah. So this is like oh, the cool Lord. Wow. Yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully wow. she doesn't bail. Every time I get excited from a guest, they bail. Yeah, I mean, you have some good guests, but uh, I mean, uh, the Ann and Frank show, listen to it tomorrow night. Uh, if you're listening to us live, it's uh, on every Tuesday, uh, the Ann and Frank show dot com. And, uh, and you can listen to Ann and Frank and, and can, are, are we, I, I don't, I don't know the, uh, your mom knows about this show now, right? Yeah, because Brody emailed her and told yeah. her that we were calling so, her. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, and Bro- and Brody's been DMing Jen all night. Oh yeah, oh, god, mm, because you because you said what you said on this show. He heard everything. What? Yeah. what well, whatever. What, Probably listening um, right now. So, uh, so Jake is Frank and his co-host is Ann, and it's the Ann and Frank show. And uh, you know, I've actually been doing it as Jake Pelland the last. 
Oh, you have. You've been Jake Pentland. Yeah. I think you're more successful as Jake Pentland because the Jake Pentland show was doing really good things. And I mean, listen, I, I listen. Can I give you a friendly piece of advice as a, a as someone that doesn't have famous parents? I wish my parents were famous. My fa- my parents were not famous. They, they my my parents they were far from famous. But right. uh, you know, I would play ball a little bit with mom just to. Uh, <laughs> be better with in radio because I mean the Jake Pentland show did good. I mean your mom was friends with uh, Rosie O'Donnell, still is, and you had her on the show. It was a brilliant interview. Yeah. I think you as an interviewer, and then of course he's a fantastic. Interviewer. He is. He's a fantastic, he's a fantastic interviewer. Fantastic he is, and I listen. I will admit that, and I, I've always been a fan of the Jake Pentland show. I don't think I've heard the Ann and Frank show, but I, I just I think it should be the Jake Pentland show, and I think that you know. Uh, I do too. I agree. You know, yeah, just just play ball with your mom a little bit, you know. Well, you know, it's not it's not that simple. It is, but it isn't because, you know, the because the he can't control I, himself because he can't well, control himself and the things that he says and he can't and he shouldn't be accountable for them. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mother and I are getting along really well now. Yeah. You know, I just went to Denver with her last week, watched her do her 35th anniversary at the Comedy Works in Denver where she got her start. Nice. And she oh. killed, man. Yeah. It was like, it was like Roseanne from the 80s, you know, on Carson. She killed. Cool. It's one of the most inspiring things I ever watched and, you know, we're getting along well so it's not like I don't feel comfortable being in a position where I have to play ball, quote unquote, or, you know, manip- I don't want to get in some sort of manipulation game with her. I mean, I just want to have a good relationship with my mom. And I mean, can you just of- be honest without being offensive and and, and just? Uh, I mean, this I, I is mean, the you thing. can get. I can. I thought I always was. I mean, well, no, yeah, I, I mean, never thought I was offensive. Yeah, I, mean, I never did. But I mean, what was the thing? It was like uh, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to give my okay, explanation of it. I believe your mom was working on a project, and Michael Moore was involved, and you went on air and you were trashing Michael Moore. Um, I did not trash him on air. No. I, it was like a show page that trashed him. Oh, uh, okay. I was like a Twitter page. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, believe I me, want, I know I all about who people. Run, who uh, was running your show page at that time? It wasn't arm uh, It was a collective effort. We uh, had about six or seven uh, people with the password. Yeah. That, that's what I got to do. I just got to get <laughs> See everybody. See how that worked yeah, out well for you? Yeah. <laughs> Rob? Mm-hmm. Pay, yeah, pay attention, Rob. Out. Pay attention to this. Yes. I, 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 I must learn from this. <laughs> yeah. And that was back when we had... You know, I think Arm was there too back then, wasn't he? I don't know. That's what I just said. That's yeah. what I just said. That was, actually was, was not Arm and Bobby. Yeah, I would think. I don't think Arm would attack Michael Moore. Yeah, he seems yeah, like he's more was, of a Michael Moore supporter. Arm yeah. did a lot of stupid crap with the page and stupid crap with Jen, but he never went after Michael Moore. So, is there a way? Let me ask you this: Is there a way that you can go and say, "Mom, I just want to do a radio show, the Jake Pentland show." Yeah, I mean, just say I want to do it from the studio. Uh, just give me some ground rules and 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 what you say I can 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 and can't talk about, and I'll do it. Can that yeah. happen? Can that conversation happen? The conversation can happen. I can't guarantee that the agreed upon parameters of that conversation will not change. Yeah. Well, it seems like if you just avoided her projects and stuff like that, it seems like it'd be fine. Well, no, because one of the things that, you know, if you listen to that show where she yelled at me was I had covered a story about, I mean, I won't bore you guys, but do you remember there was that story about the kid in college that was gay and his roommate supposedly outed him on oh, video? Oh, yeah, she was mad oh, yeah, about yeah, that, yeah. yeah. So we started researching that because we thought it was an interesting show, and then as I'm researching, I find out the way it was reported was complete BS. Like, first of all, yeah. the kid was already out. 
the girl right. grounded. Second of all, the um, the kid that supposedly filmed him just had the computer camera open, and mm. the gay kid knew it was open and actually closed the laptop. So what yeah. happened was this gay kid killed himself for completely unrelated reasons. Uh, we have found that his own mother uh, denied the fact that when he came out she wouldn't accept him, and that's usually when a gay person kills themselves it's because their parents. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I remember I remember calling in for that show. I said, yeah. "Listen, I said that's I said when you're a kid and going through that, once you realize, I said you go through all that BS in school. The only uh, uh, you know kind of." Yeah, the comfort you have is coming at home, and if your parents are that, then yeah. I mean, I blame I blame the parents for that as well. But go ahead, Jake. I mean, it wasn't so much whether when the parents. The thing was, it wasn't his roommate. Yeah, it wasn't his roommate. They were friends, and his roommate was going to trial, going to trial. Yeah. Um, well, and they, the kid that killed himself, Clemente, he had a suicide note that was uh, not uh, admissible in court, so he could have said, "I hate my mom and would kill her." So what I saw was this sort of media push to paint this outing of this gay kid. Ellen was covering on her show like immediately. And it just seemed weird to me, like a lot of things do, that I see facts sort of, sort of brushed over to push an agenda. It's one of the things I always fought against on my show. So I don't, like when I said, I don't think I was ever offensive. I meant that I was always pushing for the truth and researching stories. But my mother, when she called in that last week, told me I was a victim blamer and was uh, supporting a kid who outed a gay kid that killed himself. And even though I yeah, did a whole hour on it, pointing out fact by fact how that wasn't what happened, uh, you know, I've, I've quotes from the police, yada, yada, that's how she heard it. Yeah, and well, this has always been the hard thing. It's not, like I said, mom and I get along now, but there are a yeah. lot of crazy people for whatever reason that listened to my show and were so freaked out mm-hmm. by the mere mention of facts and what yeah. happened in a real story. Because, it, like, I did a show on Matthew Shepard. Yeah. The quote-unquote hate crime, where I had this uh, journalist on who who discovered that it was a, a a drug death over meth, and the guy that killed him, he was having his sex affair with for months before. So that wasn't even a gay hate crime. So then I did that show, and then all my gay friends and family, they were so mad at me after, <laughs> because I had bastardized this poor Matthew Shepard, and I literally was just reporting the facts that we found. Well, that's the thing. People are emotionally de- devoted to these narratives that are that are initially uh, f- for good reason. I mean, obviously, homophobia, you know, is this terrible thing, but it, it doesn't help uh, the cause against homophobia when, when you're lying about a story. I mean, there, there's there, there's actual stories where gay men were killed because they were gay. Those yeah, are the stories that you do. You know. Yeah, and let's go after those people. Let's exactly. Talk, let's make that a national story. You know, and okay. it's just you. when you, you know you can't talk, you can't say anything. Well, then you, you're you're shooting yourself in the foot eventually. Yeah. yeah, and it's just weird to me that you would be willing to ignore facts to fit an agenda. Right, to right. Me, I always told people this on the old show because I used to debate and argue all the time. People are like you can never admit when you're wrong, which is such a stupid thing to say. Now and, and and you know I don't. Tr- uh, now I was going to say uh, you know we were going back to the fact of, of you doing the, uh, the the Jake Pentland show, but uh, you know, and I don't want to speak out of turn because you know you you know your mom way better than I do, but uh, just from interacting with her and, and knowing her and emailing her, it seems like she makes a decision real quick in her head, and then yeah. like once you explain something to her, uh, it seems like she's like. Okay, and then she'll listen. She she is very reasonable and will listen, but her initial reaction is just to go right. off, right? 
Yeah, it's an That's emotional reaction because, you know, she's concerned about it. But, you know, you got to yeah. listen to the facts. And yeah. It's just like with the cop shootings, you know, c- could you give it five minutes before you freak yeah. out? I mean, because you know, that's find how out what happened. That's how, you that know. Was, that was the movement we started. You know, I grew yeah. up on a, one of my favorite movies is a movie called Network. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dog. Like, I, I, you know, my mother's a comic. My dad was a brilliant writer. Like, I was raised in this completely, like, progressive mm. uh, family where it was like don't yeah. trust authority you know research the news is lying to you i was that was pumped in my head five six seven years old you know they were talked i learned about the kent state shooting but like my first birthday from my parents they were hippies and yeah. so by the time i was out there you know as an adult and stories were breaking i already had that doubt in my head that my parents gave me thankfully yeah and so it was a really weird time for me because i, I felt like i was doing this really good radio show and and then you know i'd come on and then it was like oh you you hate black people and gay kids, and and it wasn't yeah. just my mom; it was a lot of people. And yeah. It was weird, and of course, for me, that made it more fun because then yeah. I knew I was yeah. like, But I mean, and, and coming from your mom's point of view at the time, you know, she was out on the road doing stand up. She was doing Last Comic Standing. She was working on this uh, documentary, so she's saying, "Look, people are talking about you, and uh, it's not good. I get it's it. It's making me look bad, right?" I didn't get it then. I was yeah. really mad. In fact, yeah. I didn't talk to a lawyer. Like, can she fire me over my opinions? But yeah. it does make sense looking at it now. Like, yeah. you know, Donald Trump's son posted that Skittles thing. Yeah. You know, and everybody <laughs> went after Trump. So it's like, you know, people are always going to equate what I say to I mean, I've I always, I've, I mean, I've always loved Jake's show, but when, at the time when that came out, I, I did uh, empathize with, uh, with Roseanne. Yeah. Owen, what do you think? <clears throat> well, I think I had a, a unique perspective on yeah. it. First of all, being a fan of Jake's and, yeah. and uh, knowing what he was doing mm-hmm. was one part of it. But I also understood um, his mom's perspective in that his his name would always really forever be associated with hers mm-hmm. just by because they are son and, and mother. Yeah. Um, and, and that what he does absolutely affects some people uh, that, that you know, uh, abide by what she says. So, you know, I could certainly see both sides. Yeah, I can't do um, now, honestly, looking at it more objectively as time has passed. Yeah. yeah. I get yeah. it. I just don't feel like, I, don't, I just never felt like I did anything. Well, no, I mean, it, it, bit. that was pretty bad. Yeah. You, you didn't, and she probably overreacted. Remember right, well, we she had a good point on the on the train. But, but the she train had a good bit? reason. No, I never she heard had that. A good was... reason. Oh, man, that I, rem- so... I remember that show. The, oh yeah, the low point of my no, <laughs> radio yeah. life. Oh, yeah. oh, it was so. I, so... I remember. What was it, Sarah? <laughs> well, we had the. Uh, you remember the the Trayvon George Zimmerman shooting? They said that Trayvon had called his girlfriend. Yeah. When the scuffle yeah. began, and then the phone fell to the ground because they got in a fight, and then they and then. Zimmerman shot him. So there was this missing phone call that they were talking about in the court records mm-hmm. that maybe would give, um, you know, the important piece of evidence. For instance, you could say, you could hear if, you know, who started it, so to speak. So they, they were trying to find it. They never did find it. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I had been covering the Trayvon story for like, two weeks. And the first thing I saw was, you know, again, day one, they put a picture of him, you know, that was four years old when he was like prepubescent. And then they were reporting Zimmerman as a white guy, and I did a radio bit at the beginning of that show where I pretended that I was running a um, news station, like Fox News. I called it Tiger News. 
And as the story was breaking, I was just being like a Jewy producer. And I'm like, no, he's not white enough. We want, we want a white kid killing a black kid, like how they really do it. Yeah. <laughs> and we had the typewriters in the background. And so I had already sort of solved the story wasn't being reported factually. So by the time, after a few weeks had passed and I'd already was called a racist a million times, I just snapped. So we found, wink, wink, the missing phone call conversation. Yeah. <laughs> we played it on air. No, no. And I basically did the version of, like, the radio version of Blackface. Like, it was the most racist um, thing. Oh, yeah, I remember, uh, I remember Johnny, uh, your mom's boyfriend. Johnny was it wasn't, wasn't crazy I didn't want to play it. Yeah. But Jen played Trayvon, mm-hmm. and I played his girlfriend. And I swear to God, it's the most, effe- it's, it's, like, it's like Amos and Andy. <laughs> It's horrible, mm-hmm. and uh, it ended with a gunshot sound effect. <laughs> oh no, jeez! <laughs> it was so, uh, and then, uh, but it was really funny too. I didn't write it. A brilliant friend of mine wrote it, but um, that one, wh- when mom was like, you know, <laughs> you're attributed yeah. to my name, I thought, you know, she might have a point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyone, if anyone heard that out of context, oh my god, I'd be shot. I wrote a lot of uh, funny. Uh, Trayvon uh, Martin jokes for the uh, it was I think it was me and Jen I think Jen was filling in and co-hosting for this show and uh, we did a a Tom Arnold roast do you remember that yes and I wrote uh, uh, oh my gosh I remember I got blocked by Tom Arnold for it but uh, I wrote I I, I don't even remember I wish I could remember because I remember at the time I thought it was so funny like I could be a a joke writer but I don't (laughs) even remember the jokes now so I guess I can't be a joke writer but (laughs) I uh, we Jen talks me out of this but i'm the following week after that i was mm-hmm. like well screw it we're we can't we can't get any worse yeah <laughs> so i was gonna do a seance of trayvon no no <laughs> and i was gonna have him be in hell <laughs> and so i started planning it with jen and jen's like you cannot do this you can you cannot do this and i was like no it'd be hilarious we'll have him in hell yes oh can you imagine (laughs) looking back maybe i was out of my mind my god yeah i saw there was a good uh you know trayvon that that kind of thing died out but uh one of the uh one of the best things i saw at the uh the comedy central roast of uh, rob Lowe. they had ann coulter in the audience and one of my favorite jokes were uh david spade he said uh Ah, oh, look, Ann Coulter's here. She's having a good time. She's laughing out there. She goes, "I haven't seen, I haven't seen her laugh this hard since Trayvon Martin got shot." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my! That was a rough. Oh, that was a crazy time. And that was the beginning of it. You remember? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the beginning like of that, that whole thing that about where he sold so many papers that all the news agencies were like, "Man, yeah. every time a white person shoots a black kid, we make." Millions, and he that's wasn't even he, he, he was Spanish. That's what the point you were trying to make. Yeah, like, he wasn't even, white, but you know yeah. who cares. And Trayvon wasn't twelve. With picture of him, 12. here's what the craziest thing I saw. Right, so Trayvon's, and I'm not saying he deserved to die. Don't no, of course not. No, no, he didn't. His but... Twitter name was No Nonsense Nigga, <laughs> and he had like this, you know, thuggy picture. I think he had metal teeth and he was flashing gang signs. Mm-hmm. So after the shooting, when they started posting the young pictures of him, they got him off that Twitter. Yeah. The tw- you know, the famous red sweater? They yeah. deleted his Twitter account. Oh, wow. Somebody deleted oh. it. Yeah. So it's like, so this was happening right away. And then Zimmerman was white, even though he ended up being... And then not only that, they found out not only was Zimmerman not white and, and Hispanic, but he was the Hispanic down there in... Uh, I sound like a 
white trash person. Yeah. <laughs> he was Jamaican Hispanic, where they're black. He's actually black. He's part black. I, but, but I mean, he's re- black Hispanic. Yeah, it's saying? like his his, grand, his grandfather looks like a black person. You know, Dominicans or whatever they are, they always say like, "Oh, I'm Hispanic." It's like, yeah, but you're still black. They don't admit that they're black, but they're yeah. black. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Oh. But I mean, you know, you know, I know you took the stance on this, and you know, we we try to, you know, the media kind of painted a lot of things with this uh, George Zimmerman Trayvon Martin story. But I mean. Uh, now looking back, right, you you realize that this George Zimmerman's not a great guy, right? That he's, he's. I never thought Zimmerman was a great guy. Yeah. I never thought Trayvon mm-hmm. should have died. Yeah. Um, my whole thing was the law is stand your ground in Florida. Yeah. And if you get in a scuffle with somebody, this is my whole philosophy, which nobody ever understood. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I did martial arts for a while. I never mm-hmm. got good, but I learned some of the valuable Eastern lessons. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they teach you, the first thing they teach you when you're learning how to kill people with your bare hands, is to run. Mm-hmm. They tell you that. They're like, you'll never want to use this. If there's a bar fight, you're only fighting because of ego. The best thing to do is run. This is just for worst-case scenario, or this is to build up your confidence. They never teach you martial arts to go out and get in a bar fight. Yeah. And the thing yeah. you learn really early on, especially when you're getting kicked in the face and bruised and cut and learning how to kill somebody, is you start to learn the, how valuable life is, and that is somebody cutting you off on traffic, for instance, worth getting killed over. Because even if you... Uh, fight someone who doesn't know anything, they can still hit you in the head and you fall on the cement and die. Yeah. So you understand that any sort of altercation can be deadly, even yeah. accidental. So you just, that's why those martial artists are always peaceful when they're older because they're like, I'm not going to die over someone running a red light, right? Yeah. So when I was doing the show, I had that in my head. And I was like, look, Trayvon was a kid, he shouldn't have died, but you know what? Don't fight somebody because they could be a lunatic with a gun. And in Florida, if you're a lunatic with a gun, all you have to do is say that you feel threatened and you can legally shoot somebody. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it's like, you know, and, and it's almost it's like that. It's did. It's like the ultimate karma. You know, OJ got away with murder and then he got busted for something else. Uh, right. George Zimmerman, he keeps beating this karma, but I mean, like, he's getting arrested and, and in trouble every other week doing some crazy stuff, right? I never told anyone this, but I was. So close. I mean, within one perfect sentence away from actually getting George Zimmerman to call on my show. Oh, no wow. joke. I never told anyone because I didn't want to promise it. Thank God I didn't. Yeah. But I was emailing his brother. Uh-huh. Uh, a friend of his, his, one of his best friends was a friend of mine on, on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and I had heard that he was actually suicidal. Oh, wow. And he has been for a long time. He feels horrible about it. Like he, he'll never say that he's a troll on Twitter, but yeah. Yeah. he feels horrible. He sees it every day. I mean, he killed somebody. You don't. Get he killed somebody, right. and, and not only that, he's he's trying to. Pro- I mean, he wasn't he trying to sell the gun? Uh, this is the gun I killed. I think he did. Yeah, I, yeah, I, he did sell it. I, and he, yeah. uh, you know, he gets. I'm sure there's yeah. a very happy toothless redneck with that. Who bought that gun? I know who bought the gun. Who bought the gun? I know. So bizarre. What a weird thing. That is, that's a weird thing. To, that's a weird purchase. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be a Ku Klux Klansman that bought it, right? <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. It's yeah. a creep, whoever it is. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it is a cool gun. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you, you it works. It works. It's been oh. tested, proven and tested. Oh boy. But then I think that was probably the first story that kind of started us in this current era of yeah, where you know what happened with. Uh, Trayvon and uh, Zimmerman was you. Basically, you had a fight that broke out, and one of them had a gun. Yeah, 
Yeah. And and yet it, it blew up into this where all these uh, narratives come in to play for political capital and whatnot yeah. and, and uh, manipulating this and that. And then it was just one after another and we we're still doing it. Well, I mean, they, they say there's always three sides to a story. There's, you know, one person's side, another person's side, and then there's somewhere in the middle. And, you know, you have the right the right wing paint out that, you know, Trayvon Martin was some, you know, gangbanger out there, you know. Uh, you know. Yeah, because he stole jewelry or yeah, something. Yeah, and all this. And, he's, uh, and then you got, you know, the... Uh, you got the left wing saying that, you know, this was some sweet, innocent kid that never, you know, was, you know, far from. Two guys tr- got in a fight and someone shot him. I mean, yeah. it happened. That's what happened. Yeah. 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 I mean, if if Trayvon was a white guy, mm-hmm. but, you know, the truth is. If it they wouldn't be in the news. Black, that's the problem. Nobody would have no cared. Right. If they had both been black, nobody, this would never have made the news. Or both this been white. This stuff happens every day in Chicago. This, like. There are four fights on the street that end in gunfight, like every hour in Chicago, mm-hmm. for instance. Yeah. But nobody cares because it's black on black, and that doesn't push back. Everyone thinks it's like this racial thing, and I'm sure it's part of it, but it's really about money, and it's about what mm-hmm. news agencies will push to make money because they get dollars. Every time you click or go to their channel, they're selling commercials on their channel. Watch cable news. Watch CNN. or Fox. They break for commercials. So they want you there, and they want you to sit and wait so you watch commercials and you buy Pepsi. So the yeah. reason nobody ever reports black-on-black crime, it's not that we're racist. It's that nobody cares. Nobody cares yeah. about anything. Black except, people don't even care. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, you they're know. They're like, oh, they're, they're gang members. Who cares if gang members kill each other? And, I, you know, I've read stories, too, and, you know, not that all cops are bad, Maybe but I, I believe yeah. we have a, a problem with – police in this country not with just black or white people but i mean for sure I, uh, you know i i re- i read a story which isn't you know widely uh, publicized but i mean it's it was a a guy that i don't know he's doing drugs some white guy and he he ended up taking off all his clothes and from walking around naked and you know he was he's all messed up and he he started you know a police officer came out and saw him walking around naked he said put your hands in the air the guy was completely nude with his hands in the air and kept walking towards the police officer. And uh, the police officer said, stop walking towards me. And the guy's like, well, what's wrong? And they shot him to death. I mean, the guy was nude. He was naked. Well, he may have had a gun up his ass. The yeah, cop didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, there was a guy um, who had a BB gun, and he was showing it to his friend in, in his apartment and some mm. crazy libtard Jewish lady probably mm-hmm. was outside the apartment and saw him holding this rifle, freaked out and called the cops and said, there's a man there pointing a rifle at people, even though he didn't have an opening window. It was like a solid glass window. Oh, wow. It wasn't even pointing. So the cops come and this cop was nuts. He had the, like a painting on the side of his gun. that was like, oh, justice is coming. And he, had yeah. <laughs> oh, and he got in there and it's a horrible story. And the, the body cam, you know, hasn't been released quote unquote, which mm. is always weird. But yeah. this guy is like, no, no, I have a BB gun, and he's drunk. And he got on all fours, and the crazy cop was like, don't move, it'll be a bad day, I'll blow your head off. Mm-hmm. And the guy, he told him to crawl towards him, and as the guy crawled, because he was drunk, his pants were falling down. Mm-hmm. And he started crawling on his knees, and it pulled his pants down. So he reached up to grab his belt and pants to pull it up, because it didn't want his balls to hang out. Yeah. And the cop shot him. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. I mean, I, I, but he was I, white, so nobody ever heard that story either. Yeah, you, well, you yes. don't because I mean that, that's the problem. I think, and and people are, you know, I think a lot of times, and you know, and as as white people here, we we really can't understand uh, a lot of the the prejudice that goes on. But I really, I I try to explain that 
Yes, but he's making the point here about how narratives work and that uh, the media is not only uh, biased and usually, but it's also a bit lazy and that they have templates that are already just fill in the blank and they just run with it. So if it's if it's two white guys, a white guy kills another white guy, that's not news. If it's two black guys Mm -hmm. killing each other, that's not news. But But if a white man, especially a white police officer, kills a black man, that that is now very big news. But but what I'm saying is I think in this this country – the problem is with the, there's all this Black Lives Matter and all this movement against yeah. police. It's not a race thing. It's a, I think it's a police thing, right? Like, we, well, yeah, Black Lives Matter is pretty much directly about the what they the belief that uh, the police are basically hunting black uh, men. No, they're hunting everybody. I mean, we just need better police. Well, no, officers. It's, it's Black Lives Matter, uh, Rob. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't care about. But I mean, I don't we, care uh, about the white people's shop. I call. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> yes, but I mean, I mean, we just need better police officers, right? Well, I'll tell you what it is. Well, I yes, but each individual case is different. Yeah. Somebody else's show, but yeah. it's it's poor people that get shot by cops. Yeah. Yes. It's poor people. Poor lives matter. Hashtag. It's poor lives matter. Lives. I tried to start that hashtag. It didn't work, but yeah. the, you know, a large portion of poor people in this country, percentage-wise, are black. Mm-hmm. Okay? For whatever reason. Maybe maybe being enslaved and having like 400-year you know, bad, whatever the opposite of a head start is. You think? Maybe the BS they've had to put up with. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're behind. But the bottom line is, cops shoot poor white people all the time. The thing is, rich people get away with murder. Look at, I always tell people, did you watch uh, Making a Murderer with, about Stephen Avery on Netflix? I did, I did. I watched that whole thing, yeah. There yeah. you go. OJ got off, and that guy's in prison for raping someone he didn't rape. Yeah. Now he's going to prison for murder. Poor people go to jail. Yeah. Poor people don't have good legal teams they don't have and cops will shoot you if you're poor yeah they just yeah. will they're scary to you poor people are scary to be yeah. <laughs> like, like seriously go through a white a poor white neighborhood like if you go down in the south or the appalachian mountains or baker california on your way to vegas and you see these toothless tattooed up hillbillies <laughs> that are obviously hopped up on meth and coke they scare the crap out of you you don't want to be yes. in an alley with them it's not race it's poor people we're afraid of poor people and it's uh, and, and of course the poor areas are high crime areas. So the likelihood that a cop could be in danger is also there, and it's on his mind. Yes. So and that's you know, you know poor people are more violent statistically. Yeah. So and, and of course mistakes will happen, and the cop could shoot him when he didn't need to, and that you know, and then vice versa. But the important thing what we needed if we want this to stop is we need to get rid of the poor people. <laughs> we need to put them on an island somewhere because they're violent. <laughs> Shut up, Nimmy. My cat wants me to go for the phone. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> your cat is very upset. Do you now. hear her? Yes. No, I don't hear your cat. No. <laughs> screaming at me. Well, we're, we're about running out of time. We, we've been uh, – we were going over. I, I text someone. Yeah, I said, did they cut time. us off yet? Uh, did they cut us off yet? But uh, – uh, quickly, I would like to, uh, of course, thank uh, everybody for calling in tonight. And uh, I, uh, I'm checking out a uh, picture of this uh, this Lauren girl on Twitter, and she does have some big cans. They're huge, right? Yeah. So yeah, right. I can dig that. Yeah, I can do lots of things with those. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jake Pentland, you can hear him every Tuesday night. Tomorrow night, check him out on The Ann and Frank Show, theannandfrankshow.com. What's the topic tomorrow, uh, Jake? That's the topless Aurelian lady. Oh, the topless Aurelian lady. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so there you go. That's got to be, the, like I said, the coolest Jim Jones I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Too. Well, I think that's why all guys start cold so that they can get 
blades. Yeah, that's usually how it ends up before they commit mass suicide. Is, uh, the cold leader gets all the babes. See, that's why I started a cult, but it didn't work out for me. <laughs> I guess you actually have to like have a message and stuff. Yeah, you got to work on that. Actually sort- mean, it actually means something to people. <laughs> yeah. Some sort of message. I was yeah. just saying that you're yeah. a cult leader and then... Look, I'm the leader, and I need all the women to sleep with me. Yeah. Okay, Good. let's get started. Yeah, just the announcement does means nothing. Yeah. you got to prove it. <laughs> uh, Jake, I hope you'll uh, keep in touch, and that we'll talk of soon. Course. Yeah, I feel like I'm, the only time I talk to you is on the radio. Yeah, no, that's pretty much the only time I talk to anybody. All right, you know, what? screw <laughs> you. I'll talk to you next I mean, time on the air. <laughs> Jake, thank you. I appreciate it. Go to his uh, website, theannandfrankshow.com. Jake, I appreciate it, and I hope uh, to have you back on soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, guys, it's about that time to wrap it up, right? Okay. Yeah. It sure is. It's been that time, time to wrap it up, yeah. Yeah, we're in overtime. So. Yeah. We're in overtime. Ah, and i got to play my song on the piano for Owen tonight. Oh yeah, hurry yeah. up! I'm I'm tired, guys. I've been waiting all this time yeah, for it for, for my my Come love on. song that I wrote. It's a hit song, I want to hear it. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we're gonna uh, get going. We'll see you uh, next week. Thank you very much. We love you. Uh, vote, 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 vote. Robsoul dot com, network dot com slash the rippies. Uh, vote for uh, all the categories the Rob Saul Show is uh, nominated in. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. And that was No Soul with Rob Saul. <laughs> Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.